Hello and welcome to this, the first going through the motions best of. Uh, I'm here. Sorry, Alex is here and as well, me. by the way. Alex, <laughs> how is it going, I guys? I forgot how we done the intro. It's not like I've edited that intro nah, like 40 times or whatever into, into this best of. Um, this is the best of uh, our, our year. It's been a it's been a tough old year, hasn't it, Alex? Uh, it's been shocking. Is it, okay, in the in the list of years out of ten, what would this be of years? Um, negative twenty twenty. Negative twenty twenty. Yeah, that's a big. And that's a big metric. Even lower than 03, because I know you had a bit of a. I know. You, the oh, that's the one, that's the one we don't talk about. Okay, so okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the one we don't talk about. Okay, okay. So f- apart from that, this was the worst of the years. I, I would say not, so. But do not worry, because this surely will bring a nice smile to your face, and hopefully you'll have a ch- an opportunity to listen to this in the lead up to 2021. Alex, what do you want to do in 2021? What is your aspirations? I kind of want to go outside. I want to go outside, enjoy the weather. I th- I know, and I'm speaking for Alex here right now because I know that he has been stuck inside, and I know that there is a big tree outside of his garden, there and is. I think you're just you're just desperate to get that climbed, aren't I, you? Yeah, de- <laughs> either climbed or felled. I don't I don't I don't mind which one. <laughs> felled or chop it down in I anger. got I got a chainsaw for Christmas, which is very oh, which is geez. which is very interesting. I, I, How does that you, chainsaw? What, what's sound? really interesting got... is I don't know who gave it to me. And but it's somebody that knew my address, which meant they they knew I lived in a in a, a small London one bedroom flat. But they thought a full chainsaw would be right up my alley. You better watch out. Yeah. You better watch out. Yeah. You better watch out. Uh, but yeah, so we hope you enjoy this. But now, Alex, if you uh, if you indulge me so much, let's wind the tape back. Yeah. <laughs> I just wound it back there. Amazing. Like okay. Yeah, I did. I did. I like that. I and, like on, that a lot. and then and hold my hand because we're going to press the play button on the count of three. All right. Okay. Say one, two, three. Okay. So on go. Okay. okay we okay, hit play okay. on go. Okay. Not one. Not one. Go. Okay. You say it with three. Yeah. Three. You're not saying it. You're not saying oh, it. Okay. No. No. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. Three. Four. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's no, he's, he's just that good. Three. Three. Two. two one. Go. go. And welcome back to Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going? You know, I wasn't uh, that satisfied with that intro. It wasn't as good as when we were just sound checking it just like a couple of seconds ago. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you like the sound check one? Yeah, the sound check one was good, but I reckon this will be okay. Nobody well, will know the difference unless, of course, I say that there was a difference on the podcast. That we actually record. That we're actually Are we going to, which we right use now. this one? Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> The podcasting equivalent of accidentally calling your teacher mum. We ask the big questions such as, have I seen this movie before? Why am I making me watch it again? And is that you? Man, that was disgusting. What the fuck have you been eating? A show described as, well, I've listened to all the shows that I usually listen to on Apple Podcasts and I've only got a couple of days before their new episodes drop, so I may as well listen to this shit. Yeah, accurate. I've seen that written several times. But always afterwards, they've always been like, oh, yeah, but you know what else I will do is I'll write a review and I'll leave it five stars because it's just oh, that, here good he is. that good shit. We're a plucky, a plucky runner up. The podcast equivalent of a limp handshake meeting another limp handshake and wobbling in the air. Mm. Do you know, isn't that the worst? Oh. 
Isn't that just the worst? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan of a limp handshake. Oh, that's that's nah, I'm just. Only joking. Did I'm you only get joking. that enforced okay. to you when you okay. were younger about a really have a firm handshake, have a firm handshake? Oh yeah. Isn't that a weird thing to have enforced to kids? Isn't it when you start shaking hands? Yeah, but then when you're an adult and somebody gives you a limp handshake, you immediately you want do to you never do see yeah. that person ever again. And <laughs> and I and I shake a lot of people's hands that are very you know they're very grip firm handshakes, and you do you do go oh goodness like that's a really dominating <laughs> quite a thing isn't. Yeah. Yeah, a little tickle in the do you, do you ever get into like handshake contests where like you linger for a bit and you just you know you'd be like no no yeah. no no hold on to I'm, each other. I'm the one with a firm handshake <laughs> I'm no you've got to double down on those situations leading, going for a kiss who's the, who's the that big, really gets yeah. them you're like come on then let's do this yeah let's do this cut to the Go next on. scene who's the big man you're fucking on the floor and you've still got your hand shaking yeah <laughs> I'm the big man say it <laughs> Say it! It's good to meet you! It's fucking good to meet you! <laughs> it's good to meet you, but I'm Alpha here. What that understood with this handshake. Just gonna leave that there. Okay. The podcasting equivalent of pushing a pull door, only then to pull it again, finding out it was a push the whole time, and it was your foot that was in the way. Yep, I'll be in there. Mm-hmm. With a flat nose and all. The podcasting equivalent of finding yourself self-isolating with only your nan for company. Or your mate that you do a podcast with. Oh, God. Could you, we would, that would... We couldn't self-isolate We'd together. drive me up the wall with the way that you, you make cups of tea. The milkiest cups of tea what I've ever seen. It would do me... I'd, yeah, I only, I only muddy the waters. Yeah. I, don't put, I don't put loads of milk in. <laughs> We are a music and movie podcast. We get into the famous films and the scores that accompany them. And not just scores, soundtracks and the like. I feel like I lean on quite a lot more soundtracks than scores. I feel like you identify more with like the playlist type soundtracks. Yeah, like um, the su- you're never going to forgive me for Suicide Squad, are you? For bringing oh, that one to the God. table. It's not one that features in my library, <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. I'll be there in the best bits, I'm sure. <laughs> The podcast voted most likely to shift from a music and movies podcast to a hair and styling products podcast. Over to you, Alex. What are your woes currently? Oh, it, it, there's just hair everywhere, mate. <laughs> All over my face. You're like, like a, you're like a shit golden retriever. That's what you look like. Yeah, genuinely. Like I've gone when I've washed my hair and I come out the shower, I've genuinely gone full beaver. The podcasting equivalent of shampooing your eyes, and not that sort of, you know, that nice, luxurious shampoo that you get. I'm talking the L'Oreal for Kids shampoo that was specifically designed not to hurt your eyes. But for some reason, when you got it in your eyes, it felt like your iris was about to burst into song. Yeah, uh, I can relate with that. I miss those L'Oreal bottles. I ab- I absolutely loved those shampoos. They were great. Yeah, do you remember those? With the funny, yeah, I do. With the funny little creature on the side yeah, yeah. of them. They had like an eye on one side. What what creature were they supposed to be? I think fish. Because water. Was it fish, was it? Yeah, because water. They were all kind oh, of yeah, aquatic that themes. Sense. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> you know, you turn up to these gigs and you don't know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Or who you're going to share a dressing room with. You, you, um, you did. I will... A peek behind the curtain here, listeners. We did have a little chat because Alex did meet a, a small hero of mine. You, do you want to talk a little bit about that? When oh, you which met one? Professor Brian Cox. Oh, yeah, Professor Brian Cox, yeah. Amazing. And, and his chat was... Well, he was talking about black holes. <laughs> <laughs> did 
to you. You were so, like, to me. It's like, oh, check out this picture of a black hole. You were like, like, oh goodness. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't pick out a picture. I, mean, well, I didn't know what he was going to show me when he said that. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, oh no, he's a physicist. It's probably a real black hole, not like a. Tonight we're going to learn about cosmology and and the study of stars. Oh, hey, hey, Brian Fox. Brian Fox. Brian Fox. That's his, that's Who's his, Brian Fox? That's his nemesis brother, Brian Fox. Nice. Well, that sounds like you've had a lot of fun. I have had the week from hell, um, actually. Well, it's not been that bad, but like, I don't get ill that much. Okay. I don't really get ill often. So when I do get Immune ill... Immune system like a brick wall. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I just, I just don't push myself, really, or challenge myself. I don't really eat many exotic foods and stuff. So I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's down to that. I don't think it's like my immune system that's really... Um, its defenses up i think it's, <laughs> i think it's i think it's just the so, lack of adventurism <laughs> on my half yeah you decided to push the boat out to like a, a not quite ripe enough mango or that something was like it. That. yeah and yes. then that was you yeah just well in bed for so days i i had this um i basically it's more dental hygiene dental related so my wisdom teeth have been sort of coming through the last sort of couple of years ago i'm sure people maybe have had their wisdom tooth come through. Some people have had them extracted. And working with some of the guys I work with, um, in the nature of how of their jobs, it's more convenient just to have them extracted when they yeah. And so and and for for me, obviously that wasn't a, something that I that I did. And probably about March time, it started to hurt. It was sort of I could feel it growing a little bit. And you hear, you know, what if it comes in sideways? What if it comes in upside down? And then yeah. you have to have it removed, and that's a hell of a ordeal and a process. And I was a bit yeah. concerned. Um, and then it stopped until monday last so what was that the start of december just early december this year i uh i it started hurting again and uh, you know you do the normal thing you just ignore it and you hope that it goes away oh that's why I and do. yeah exactly because oh. i don't want to think anything about, like, anything health wise <laughs> oh, like it. oh it's just such a chore <laughs> i just i resent having to care do you know, know healthcare know. healthcare and politics yeah i, I resent it. having to care i don't yeah, exactly and i uh so I was in, I, I was in work and I was, it was starting to hurt a little bit and I'm like, just ignore it, just ignore it. And I kind of took my mind off it. I was doing whatever. Um, cause I love my job and I, uh, I was doing this stuff and it just started to get really, just really, really painful and stuff. And, and it was only the second day one of my colleagues went, saw it and they were like, do you hurt? And I was like, yeah, my whole face is falling off, but I'm just ignoring it. Don't worry about it. I'm just, <laughs> just numb. And, uh, but it was very, very painful. And I was struggling to sleep. And my colleague said, you have an infection. Right. And I went, oh, God, like, I don't want to have an infection. And, uh, but yeah, so the whole side of my, I've got a photo to show you. Oh, are you actually going to show me a photo yeah, of yeah, I'll your show infected you. whilst, face? Whilst they can, guys can listen to it. You can describe what you can see here. Uh, one side of your face is much bigger than the other side of your face. <laughs> I look like a chipmunk. Like I'm push. Imagine if you push your tongue to the inside of your cheek and push it out. That is what. I'm that doing. is that is visible. Yeah, I know, right? That's visible. It's, it was, and it was really, really sore. It was really painful. And I, 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 after the second night of just struggling to sort of get to sleep and stuff, I decided to book myself. I got an emergency appointment um, with, a, with a dentist, and I'm now on. These suckers here, Metro Nidazoli. Nice, nice. They're they're supposed to be quite strong. They're fine. So I can't drink or anything on them. And we had a course dinner 
it was so funny because we were in the, I was in the, sur- the, the surgery and the doctor sort of said, a dentist pardon sort of said, I'm sure they're a doctor. God, that's a, I reckon that's a can of worms, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I reckon that's a doctor. You weren't 100% sure that the person prescribing the drugs was, a do- was, was not a doctor. Where was this dentist? That, it was some back alley. Just like, yeah. The man with the gloves okay. said... There were a lot of animals in there. Was that a telltale sign? <laughs> Um, so he did this really funny thing. I thought you'd appreciate this because he basically said, so, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to prescribe this treatment, this, this, I'm going to, I'm not going to get you to say it again, but this type of antibiotic. And I went, Ooh, and this was a third, uh, this was where Tuesday, I think. And I was going out for a big dinner on the Thursday with, with colleagues and stuff. And it was a big night out. And I kind of had that in the front of my mind and I went, I'm really, really sorry. This is going to sound incredibly rude. And I know you've obviously prescribed this, but actually my night is more important than my health oh, and God. so no, i didn't actually say that i said <laughs> i said um just out of interest can i drink on these antibiotics and he said uh usually you you can with a lot of antibiotics you can this one you cannot drink and i was a little i was like oh okay okay and he saw the look in my face and he went do you want me to prescribe you one where you can drink on it oh yes <laughs> <laughs> but i was like and i was like no and i had to think about myself i was like no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I would have to ask I myself... I bet you did have to think about it. I would have to ask myself some pretty searching questions if I decided to put my health to one side to, yeah. to, to go, no, I'll just have to have a drink. Yeah. But I don't know. The podcasting equivalent of toothache during lockdown. It's not happened yet, but I can start to feel it again. Do you remember Remember, I had the slight swelling in my mouth a couple of months back? Ish. Mm, it's, uh, <laughs> it's coming back. And I can feel it very slowly. In fact, one of my co- one of my colleagues, my boss, she she has had something very similar, and she's gone through the same pain medication that I did not a couple of months ago. And there's me saying, "Yes, it's not pleasant. It's really horrible. You need these um, paracetamols, and you can't drink on them." And and uh, and then, of course, I've woken up this morning and I've went, "Oh, I think it's coming back for me too." Yeah. Ugh. No, it, it's a it's a yeah, it's a real concern. Something something's gonna happen because. You know what? I'm going to describe a situation, and I'm not saying this. This is me, but I'm not saying it's not. Oh, is this me you? I- is it? But I'm not. I'm not saying it's not me either. Um, the fact that we're not not leaving our house. Are, are you finding the the whole uh, oral uh, oral hygiene going down down the toilet? No, I've not. Oh I'm God! Like- <laughs> the podcasting equivalent of taking your slippers out for the first time—not your slippers, your sandals—out for the first time on a nice sunny day and realizing you're going to have blisters for the next couple of months whilst you wear them in. Yeah, that's a, that's a horrible one. The podcast equivalent of a trapped fart. Trap. My my farts are never trapped, mate. Yeah, no, I always not. let them out. Christ, I can smell them through the Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> For the uh, over the approximately three miles away we are from each that's other. That's it. Oh, sorry, I was late as well coming here. I realised we're I'm now well behind time. You're having a having a gourmet dinner. That did was you it. Have to, did we you had have a to nice fold, dinner. Fold the napkins back up. And you know put, it. Put them put them back in the basket. Yeah. Well, that's whatever it. Whatever it is that napkins live. You know my uh, you know my routine very well. Um, yeah. And that and that is obviously yeah one of many integral parts of the routine the whole napkin and the, the dance obviously you forgot the dance the dance the, the dance, dance. Uh, you, yeah, you the were dance. polishing your gin glass that's gin what glass doing. well yeah. the gin glass is closer to the end of the routine the dance is at the start napkins go you know this why am i telling you, you know my full routine yeah i join in more often than not more often than not more or often, quite well odd. i mean quite not, not at the moment no not at the moment no not at the moment no for the purpose of dance you yeah. you, you join us interpretive the medium of it interpretive you yeah. love it yeah <laughs> 
No, no, sorry, I was late. I had a, had an argument with Maddie just there, so it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry. I won, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> was it an arm wrestle? It was because that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> it was. It was an arm wrestle. It was. It was a yeah. It was a game. <laughs> The podcasting equivalent. I'm of going to interrupt oh, you. Geez, I'm going to interrupt oh, you. Here we go. Because I have, I have one. Okay. I know go. what I know what this is. The podcasting equivalent of. What's this a podcasting equivalent of? This is the podcasting equivalent of a cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus from Maggot Death. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? That's a quote from my movie, man. Did you not watch it? <laughs> oh, of course. Right, okay. I don't know what I was thinking there. I was thinking, is that some like comic book reference or something like that? The podcasting equivalent of an incredibly sweaty back after cycling through the sweaty, sweltering heat of London with a rucksack on. Yep, that, that would describe the last couple of days. The podcasting equivalent of tomatoes in a risotto. The podcasting equivalent of a beautiful rain cloud over a sunny London. The podcasting equivalent of the shit version of Deja Vu, where you think that you've done something before, but the opposite of that is that you think you did something, but you actually haven't done something. And so you have that lingering feeling of, I should be somewhere, I should be doing something right now, or I should have packed something that I didn't pack. And it follows you for the rest of your holiday. It stays with you on that long, arduous trip across the seas, only to realise when you get to your beautiful holiday home in Poland, where you've decided to go on holiday, uh, that your partner's not with you. Well, that's going to keep me up at night. We are the podcasting equivalent of when you make a little bit too much food at dinner, and so you go, I'll save a little bit of that for the lunch the next day. That's nice. I've got a nice bit of lunch for the leftover and stuff. But you end up eating so much and shoving so much in your fat face that you realize when it come down to it I, i'm so fat and i can't move because i've eaten so much food and now i don't have any for my lunch and now i'm in my pants and it's 11 o'clock in the evening and i don't have lunch and i'm drunk 100 percent, 100 percent, and i'm exactly the same the podcasting equivalent of um Alex? (laughs) (laughs) The podcasting equivalent of doing it... That's it. Yeah, that's it. Just leave it there. (laughs) We are the podcasting equivalent of when you have a shower and you come out of that shower and you realise you're still sweating because it's, uh, as you said, hotter than the surface of the sun right now in London. It is hotter than the surface of the sun. The podcasting equivalent of a basic equation... A basic equation. Can you give me an example? No. The podcasting equivalent of when you're wearing your flip-flops and uh, you go for a, a big step, a big reach, and then you accidentally split that bit of your flip-flop. You know, you know, with the bit that comes through the bottom of the sole, and then rendering yep. the thing utterly useless. But when you, utterly the, useless. The, the, again, when the, the podcasting equivalent of when you break your flip-flop. Probably the easiest way to go about that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, trying to get because, into the minutiae. Because you know, there's only one way to break it. There is. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Right, there's, okay. There, there really is only one way to break a flip-flop, isn't there? That and the shredder, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The podcasting equivalent of a knackered puffin. A knackered puffin. Just out of puff. He's done. He's out of puff. He's finished. <laughs> he needs to fly home to that rock and just, you know, just sit down. So what, get is, his, he just, is he just an in? Flippers up. 
No, he's 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 been out all day. Uh, he's he's tried to catch some fish. He's got a couple. Yeah. He's taken it home, and the, you know, I mean, he gets home. She's been out. She's been working. He's a you know, he's a sort of stay at home dad. She's been working. He gets in. Nada. She's at that one year. Do you know what I mean? Just beacon yeah. off. Beacon off. The yeah. Kids are kids are running around. One of them's painted the walls. He, you know, he just he just wants a bit. He just wants a little bit of shush. Just a bit. Of, just five minutes of Jeff time. That's what he yeah. wants. Just to sit up, stick his flippers up, just take a deep breath. You know, a couple of memes. He's done. Yeah. The podcasting equivalent of a sailor's chodding brush. Elaborate. <laughs> I think you know. I think you are aware of the fact that I often refer to this offline, this podcast, as the sailor's chodding brush of podcasts. Yeah, what's really worrying me is I know what's on the rest of that list and I'm scared that they might <laughs> crop up in future episodes and then we might get cancelled because some of them are a bit risque. <laughs> the cancelled culture is out for silly requests as opposed to real requests. Absolutely. <laughs> you got me there. I got you. The, podca- the podcasting equivalent of a fire damaged mango. Oh, and that's rough. Mm, that's rough. I feel before. like in a lot of these things, you're not very complimentary about our podcast. No, no. It's a shit show. Literally a shit show. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even trying. Literally and figured He wasn't even trying. Podcasting equivalent of that old instrument that your grandpa has in the, grandfather has in the attic. What did I say? Grandpa. Grandfather has in the attic. And he takes it down and he goes, do you want to have a shot on this? I'm sure you can get a tune out of it. And you look at it and it's like got twigs and twinkles and all sorts of strings going this way. There's pegs going that way. And you go, thanks, grandfather. Great. <laughs> you, know, my, you know, my granddad used to always tell us uh, that he played the linoleum. Linoleum. <laughs> He's like, you know, I play the linoleum really well. And I was like, and I was like, before I before I was old enough to know what linoleum actually was, I'd be like, Granddad, can I have a shot on the linoleum? He's like, oh, it's up in the attic, son. I'm not, I'm not getting it down just for you. What's what star signs your grandmother? She's a feces. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Or when you're driving your mum a bit fast, she's like, you're driving a bit erotically. Nice turns of phrase there. The podcasting equivalent of a a priest with a bad knee. A priest with a bad (laughs) knee. You hate hate to see it. You do hate to see it. It, It's not something that anybody wishes upon a priest. Hobbling around the altar, trying to to bend down to speak to all the children, but he just can't because it's bloody sore. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. We do you know when when I grew up? So I'm I wouldn't say I'm religious now, but when I grew up, um, I went to a Catholic church, and uh, it was a church in our hometown, and you know the one I do. Yeah. And uh, there was something really funny that happened. I remember because it was I, we only went because my grandparents were very Catholic, and therefore my dad was very Catholic, and us being we were very Catholic, and we went along and actually it was fine when you're a young kid because you don't really see it for what it is and stuff like this and yeah. you know you don't really see it. it's what, just what's that? what you do well it's just a bit of a cult isn't it you know everyone <laughs> stands up when they stand up they sit down when they sit down and you know it's just and like that's the, us the average... alienated all our catholic audience <laughs> i know i know no, no, i'm 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 obviously joking but the the thing right the thing that i found about it was that as soon as i entered the church every sunday the I brought the average age down substantially yeah. because it was a lot of older people. 
But the point of this... It was not a family was the, church then. No, well, it was. But I mean, the, for how many young kids there were, to the ratios were just completely off. It was a lot of, it was a lot of older people. And the priest himself was really great. He was a lovely man called Father Barry, actually. I remember Father I, Barry. I, I just remember in this church, though, Father Barry um, sadly passed, passed away. And so the, the, um, a, new priest, a new priest came to town. And he was a young priest. He was a cool priest. He was hip. He rocked up in like a BMW. And I remember seeing him for the first time and my dad going to me going, he's not like the other priests. <laughs> that wasn't Reverend Rock, was it? No, it wasn't Reverend Rock. Reverend Rock was a different one. <laughs> no, this guy was Father Andrews. My dad used to invite him around to, um, for dinner now and again. And he was lovely, man. He used to come around for dinner. And he used to go watch the rugby. My da- I just remember my dad going to me as a wee boy. I'm him going... It's not like the other priests. <laughs> Me and my brother just like, oh. <laughs> now and again, he listened to Metallica and Led Zeppelin. Oh. <laughs> it was just really funny. Oh, um, bloody hell. The podcasting guy. Not just a guy. You go- <laughs> I, just, oh. I just neglected I'm not, to I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy buddy. I'm not your guy friend. Nice. Oh, that was. Just... Should we go again? Oh, Should we go again, or we keep that one in? No, I keep that in. Keep it in. I meant kill. to see how's it going, guys. Ah, you know the okay. drill by now. I see it. I see it now. Well, there we go. You saved me because we are the podcasting equivalent of an incomplete sentence. Yeah, that that's <laughs> not what you were going to say, was it? That's not what you were going to say. You amended it. It was good, like quick thinking on your feet. Bloody, bloody got there. Bloody got yeah. there. The podcasting equivalent of a diabetic whale. A diabetic whale. Yeah. What? Like, have you met one? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you, that was your You've first question. One. Not no, what no, exactly. No, exactly. You you met yeah. a whale. You assessed that it was diabetic, yeah. and then you went. Do you know what this reminds me of? My <laughs> podcast. It was like, yeah. I was like, you have a you have a face that's familiar, and I can't think where this face is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's the face of a faceless media format. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can because it's all audio. It's like, well, I can't. Uh, you you sound like and you look like what I think our podcast is, which is like a diabetic whale. That was it. that was it exactly. Yeah. The first the first gauge of him. Don't even know his name. Don't even know where he came from. More than likely the ocean. More than although they had legs at one point. Maybe that's why they lost their legs. <laughs> How the whales lost their legs. <laughs> that that that's what we're renaming the podcast. Crippling, crippling type two. <laughs> Not evolution. Oh my days. <laughs> the podcasting equivalent of. God knows, I've got so many different things that have happened in this past week. We could be the podcasting equivalent of... Anything uh, we bloody well want. Anything we could be. A second nation lockdown, Mm -hmm. uh, all the way through to lost my bloody holiday tickets. I've just just had credit card... Do you know what, I'm going to go with that one. The podcasting equivalent of sat on your arse on a couch on a Saturday night and getting a text from your bank to being told that you've just been susceptible to credit card fraud. Man alive! Oh like, dear! Like, but, but like, and it was only as I was sat right. This is this shows how absolutely feeble I am as a human being because I'm sat on my arse with a second beer in my hand, just get a text from them, right? And then seconds later, I'm on the phone to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we know we're all we're all over this." I'm just like, it's a mate. Like the algorithms attached to these things that know when you haven't bought and when you have bought something. It's almost like it's terrifying but it's just like crazy do you know the worst thing this this shows how shite i am right i'm sat playing my game yeah okay 
on the phone to the bank trying to be like and they're so lovely like they are they're so good at this if you've ever had to go through this i'm sure like they're just they're they're so useless but i'm sat playing my game but i'm trying to keep the console of my game away from the phone because i don't want them to go well he's clearly not that interested because he's playing his game whilst he's on the phone <laughs> <laughs> he's on his xbox i just love this he's on the phone i, I love you having this conversation with a bank representative and then just randomly <laughs> through you just go boom headshot <laughs> I'm just like, I was looking at myself. His brains and, went everywhere. And what happened was I had my phone on me and I was like holding it up. And then a mo- for a brief moment, the screen went black and I caught a look at my reflection in the mirror. And I looked at myself in my eye and I went, what a pitiful excuse. Yeah. Sat on the phone. Was this phone in what, your for a little peek behind the curtain, I just want to ask, was yeah, this before or after you attempted running our social medias? Oh this evening. <laughs> Let's sit about that the best. The podcasting equivalent of having scaffolding put up outside your lounge window so that every time you're in the lounge, there's a workman looking in at you and he's leering. And I know you, mate. You're always in there naked. Uh, exactly. I'm like, oh, look at this. <laughs> Do you need a tool? <laughs> Will this tighten the wrench that you need? This bad for you now. Already knobbed that one up. Right. Oh, hey, knobbed it up. Right. <laughs> You asked for it. Not only have we have we started with an excellent pun, with an excellent penis pun. You've you've raised an interesting point in my in my mind. Oh god! Did, did as, I raise it? Resident, how, how quickly no, no, no. did I raise it? <laughs> that point lies in your mind now. Yeah, I can keep doing this all day. Promptly and stiffly. <laughs> uh, this got weird instantly. It's got so we were, weird. We were having we were having a good fifteen One minutes of politi- minute. a political chat just before we started we recording, and then it's just got into this. The podcasting equivalent of when you wash your spoons in the sink and then you leave them to dry, but you leave them curved side up so that it just accumulates a little bit of scummy water in it. L- l- little a pool, little, a little pool. pool. That's what we are as a podcast. The podcasting equivalent of a lost sock after a trip to the washing machine. That's every trip to the washing machine. Every trip to the washing every machine. Every single trip to the washing machine. And There's I always kind a of thought moving to a one a one bed flat and being really good about the washing and all that. I was like, "There's nowhere for these socks to hide." No, no. But they There's disappear. All, but you always have to make a sacrifice to the washing machine gods. The podcasting equivalent. Of a swab up the nose. Oh, that is not pleasant. Why? Why is it not pleasant, Alex? Oh, because I've had I've had a couple, and they were both unpleasant. So you've done your COVID test. I have. And did you revise? Did I revise? <laughs> <laughs> did you pass? <laughs> I did that uh, joke last week. Off not, air. You did that joke last week. Off I wrote air, it and down. you said you were going to bring it back, and you did. And, and I caught did. off guard, didn't you? Yeah, no, it was good. It's a good joke. It's a really there you good go. Joke. It's a good joke. Like I'll that. do it again next week. I like that. Do that again next. As long as just in case, <laughs> just in case people missed it the first time and didn't appreciate exactly how good a joke that was. The podcasting equivalent of that one annoying family member that insists everyone must wear their Christmas hat at the Christmas table. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. The podcasting equivalent of you. Of me. Yay. Of you. There me. you go. All it's me. Come, it's come year round, mate. It's all you. It's all me all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
our most famous segment of Shit What We See on the Tube. Yep. Believe it or not, this is the segment that I have received the most amount of feedback from. I get, so we, we will get texts or calls throughout the week or emails, but, but it's, it's weird how much going, uh, going through the motions receives most of its critics and most of its information from our shit what we see on the tube segment. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the most interesting things that you see in London are on the tube. On the tube. Public transport. Public transport on the buses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in their sort of Star Wars t-shirts and they were in, they had the long slick down hair. They'd been back, they'd been at like Flop or HMV or one of those fucking stores. And they were just, they sat down, like ner- nerds, pro- I mean like proper, your bog, st- like your bog standard nerd. Like the, like the base level one character, nerd. Uh, us. Us, us. We, yeah. we got on. <laughs> we got yeah. on. And, but, but what really, right, they were quiet, they were fine, they just sat down. Me and my mate were just sat away, chatting away, you know, talking about work and stuff. Next minute, one of them just, one of them just sort of turned and just went, he just he just fucking screamed like at the top of his voice just in the middle of the tube carriage just fucking screamed and did you you know why yeah yeah yeah. he turned to his mate and kind of went i just realized i haven't screamed yet today but before we get on to that our famous drum roll please uh segment is Shit what we have seen once once where we were on the tube that one time and what we once thought of it and such. Alex, anything to say to that one there? Anything um, else to add to the title? Someone can make some artwork for that oh, segment that would be with, fun. That, with that whole title and the, in and it. The, wait, we're once what we thought we were once, but now we are unsure. Yeah. Alex, have anything to be... Oh, no, I've got something. I yeah, said I had a, a top... God, I, I think this is just my segment, isn't it? Because yours is on the buses. <laughs> Alex, on <laughs> the buses. I, I, yeah, I'm on the buses, but also I was racking my brain as to what I've seen in here, and I, I'm convinced I just switch off there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm convinced I literally just, like... I don't, I don't shut my eyes or something, but, like, you know, I go down there and I just switch off to the world. I got on a bus recently the other day. Just was coming. I know, I know. Oh I was awfully scared. I felt like a right fraud. <laughs> I shouted, thank you, down the bus when I got off, and everyone was like, leave. Yeah. We don't thank on these buses here. No. Do they not? Do they not thank? No, they do. They do? Okay, that's yeah. nice. I remember hearing a head, uh, it was an article, I think in, there was a bit of uproar in Glasgow when they changed the single door entry system at the front and back to the yeah. middle door exit, the front door entry. Yeah. And there was uproar because how possibly can we thank the driver for the end of our journey? Wait, they were worrying about that in Glasgow. Yeah, that was that was the concern. <laughs> Seriously, that was yeah. it. It was areas of there. No, no, it's nice, but you can get a friendly uh, bus driver. It's quite nice. Hmm. Like, you know, you see a bus that's at a stop that you want to get on mm-hmm. and you're not at the stop mm. so you're running frantically for the stop mm. and you're waving you go don't leave yeah, yet don't leave. <laughs> don't leave yet and like sometimes but fortunately they'll... you have a very masculine run oh no wait you don't oh no, yeah. no wait, wait, that's the one that's the one <laughs> I, I have a prance <laughs> it's me with my violin on my back just you're, like skipping across the your, road your pigtails getting just flowing in the breeze uh no i I was no i was gonna say like it's just it's nice when they do stop for you and you can go on you're out of breath and you go cheers mate and he goes no problem no problem and you think that was a nice piece of human interaction yeah or they drive off and leave you and you can give them the finger with the finger everyone's doing (laughs) you fuck it just and then you're the odd one in the street just swearing at the back of a bus yeah but then like you look it's quite you look, you look 10 meters along the road and there's someone one. else doing it so another one. you know so i have a question that i'm bringing to the shit what we see on the tube segment of this show and yeah. it's an open question when is it and when is it not appropriate to stand up and offer 
someone your seat? Um, well, when it's appropriate, I'd say that it's well sign signposted on the tube. Yes. Um, elderly people. Elderly, yeah. Uh, pregnant. Pregnant. Pregnant tick. ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, you know, someone's got a crutch or like... Yeah, you know, okay. They, so maybe they, if they're, they're injured of some sort, some sort of yeah. injury stuff. Yeah, I think they're, the, they're, they're the, the big three. three. They're the, the big three. The, <laughs> the top big, three. The top three. <laughs> Coming in at number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the elderly. <laughs> but the... Uh, so I was thinking this the other day. So I was always of the opinion, maybe this is me. Maybe this is me as a dick. If I see, if I'm sat down, yeah. I'll get up for a woman. Is that weird? That's quite outdated, surely, isn't it? It's not weird. But I, but so here, so, so where does the line go? So obviously. So, so that's old fashioned chivalry that's, so it right is, there. It is. It is. And I don't know. I think it's, I, I, have a, I have a friend from back home who used to always, I think we were down in London once and he kind of said this. He was a very sort of chivalrous chap. Yeah. And he put this in my head as I was a sort of a young younger guy and I kind of it's stuck in my head almost but I found that it kind of has a negative effect so if you've got this middle-aged woman who's I guess she's had a hard day at the office and she's she's kind of a bit ruffled she gets on the tube and stuff in her business suit and then you stand up for her yeah she's instantly offended because she thinks do I look old do I look like I need a seat and then you're kind of in that when you stand up you offer and they go no 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 it's fine it's fine and you and you think I didn't do it because I thought you were old. I just wanted you to yeah. have a seat. Yeah, it's a bit, that's a bit of a minefield. <laughs> you, you can't get that out, well, can the thing you? Is, I mean, I was, you know, taught taught those things, you know, growing up as well. Like, you know, holding the door open for someone. Um, <laughs> I was taught slam it in their face. Yeah. Oh, were you? <laughs> that's why you're like such a, a dick. Sell on door. Yeah. That's why my face holding is the- all... Bloodied and bruised. Every time we walk somewhere through somewhere together, he slams a door in my face, and he waits until my head's right in the door frame for ultimate impact. The problems come when it's a glass door and it shatters, and I'm cut to shreds. Oh, he's got yeah, or his face is pressed up against it like a boob. In yeah, a, in, in, a, in a shower window. A boob in a shower window. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Pressed your nipple up against the shower glass. I, w- I want to reassure everyone that we're recording this at eleven a.m. and we are not drunk. No, we're not. We are, and we've we've just had a lovely brunch and just sat yeah, and listened. Yeah. We just sat and watched Alex's film on his iPhone as we were eating our yeah. brunch. Uh, Very civilized. But but on the just to top it off, here's another point to it. So if we're going to the whole stand up when someone maybe a little bit older than you get, so maybe it's a seniority sort of thing. Yeah. Surely, if there's a five-year-old kid, he could get the fuck out of that seat. I need that seat more than him. Surely, no, no. But that's the rules. No, no, no. no, no. That's a simplification of the rules. You're also where's your where's the you're in your twenty. You're in your twenties in your prime. You don't need a seat. No, but he doesn't need a seat. He's five. He's filled with childhood wonder and dreams and and sugar. Yeah, and if he's not in a seat, then he's getting in everyone's way, and he'll uh, probably be trampled. Did ah uh, that this? Where does it stop? So what if I see some? What if a teenager? Because I'm not a teenager anymore. If a teenager, do I? I don't offer a seat to a teenager. No, why or would I you don't do make, that? De- exactly. But I would expect them to offer it to me. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. Where's, pretty where's the line? Where's the, where's the line? There's got to be rules here. It's not, there's got to be rules. I think, I think, I think we do it on a ticketing system when you get on. I'm only going to be these stops, but I'm going to be longer. Therefore, you require more. Right. Yeah, some sort okay. of, if we can get that in place, TFO. Because okay. this is a minefield. It is a bit of a minefield. It is a bit <laughs> of a minefield. <laughs> Should we, should we start with a uh, with a four hundred thousand man evacuation of a French beach in World War Two? <laughs> no, before we get on to that, Alex, we have our famous segment. Shit, what I we see on the tube? No, that was a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I just I just wanted to say up top, uh, shit what we see in the tube, much like everything else, has been cancelled at the production <laughs> yeah, nights. Yeah, I've not seen anything on the tube. I'll tell you why, because I'm not riding the tube. Not riding the tube at the moment, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess just been seeing some funny memes. So replacing shit what we see on the tube with what is your most favourite uh, Corona? And I know I said I wouldn't keep talking about it, but I'm talking about the memes. So the segment is now, what's your favourite meme you've seen from the global pandemic? Got a ring to it, doesn't it? That it does. That's that's the yeah. new segment. Okay. You put that on a bus. On the on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite meme from the global pandemic you've seen? Yeah. Oh, do you, do you have, have any off the top? I have seen some crackers, but you didn't prepare me for this segment, so I can't remember any of them. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna let you pause because right. I've got two that I'm gonna put in front of you. Okay, I've got the answer for mine. This was a video forwarded to me. I'm going to play the video on the on the podcast now. Let's see so, this one. So, so this was a video of somebody uh, using their Amazon um, their Amazon Echo device. So let's just uh, hit play here. Alexa, put toilet roll on my shopping list. You are fucking kidding me, right? You are going to have to wipe your ass with your hand for months due to the stockpiling fructars who bought 2,000 rolls to cope with all the wanking they are going to do whilst in self-isolation for two weeks. <laughs> Nothing I can ever put forward with the top of that. That is the best thing ever. I'm so sorry, Mrs. C. You, you, are you still a trifle deaf after that time that, that nurse punched you outside Waitrose? Is that still- I thought that was you. <laughs> no, okay. Who said that? <laughs> I've got a fun little story anecdote for you if you oh, want to on. listen to it. Are you ready to listen to it? I am ready to listen Put to it. Put your listening face on because you have your listening face yet. Is this somewhat to do with... Uh, could this could this link into our segment of shit what we see on the tube? It is shit what or we no. see near the tube station that I live near. I'll count it. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. count that. It's in the general vicinity <laughs> I'll count that. of it. Uh, uh, hello listeners welcome to our famous segment <laughs> what we see near the near tube the station tube. that where if you we gave live. me a medium to light ball and i threw that medium to light ball it would have hit said tube station so it was quite close yeah exactly as i said yeah we, were there. we were there i was uh decided to go to the butchers near us because i wanted to get a bit of quality beef for my belly later on for dinner and uh, i didn't want to go to like the standard tesco's and get a kind of vacuum packed sealed thing not yep. since that time. Well, well, I don't want to talk about it at that time with the vacuum sealer. But I wanted to try and go out to this nice butcher's because it's a nice local place. Bloody hell, it's busy. It's always busy. You know the one. Yeah, I do I know. The, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do know the one. Last time we were there, it was a hot, sweltering day, and there was a line all the way down the, down the street. Like, I mean, mm. to be fair, everyone's trying to social distance, so queues always look a mm. lot longer than they a lot longer, maybe are. Exactly. But still, I'd say it was pretty rammed. Uh, yeah, but I still think it's, uh, you know, and I stand by what I said. It was utterly wrong of you to run down that queue high-fiving every single one of them. There's a pandemic, Alex. There's a time and a place. I know it was particularly, le- it was definitely a lot worse of me, the fact that I wasn't high-fiving there. I was just, like, slapping them on their arses. That's it. Any, at any point of them, yeah. yeah. You slapped that one man on the elbow. He had no idea what was going on. Yeah, you didn't. I think you would have had a better reception if you kept your shirt on, but you know, you do your own way, I guess. That's your. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you say that. I, I say yeah. I have a cracking bod and I want to show it off. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And is that tattoo going to get removed at any point soon, or is there uh, any I'm news growing from into that it. one? I'm growing, growing into it. I'm growing into it. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. If you continue to shave the hair around it, it'll fashion it into some sort of nice mannequin sort of yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice sort of the wig. That's the plan. Was, that's the plan. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, but I was standing in said queue and it was nice and it was a sort of nice day. I was listening some listening to some fun new albums which i'm sure we'll talk about in moving forward and 
all of a sudden a pigeon flew into the window of the estate agent next door to it and it just went right into it yeah bounced off the glass screen and hit a man on the head who was standing in the queue uh the pigeon so did utter, the pigeon did yeah rid of it. i know yeah i know exactly well you know it's didn't didn't distance but it, it was amazing like just the noise of that hit and it hit the, the pavement and um, poor thing, it was it was utterly rattled. Didn't know where, which way, or where it was, and uh, and of course the man is kind of like understood. So the woman who was behind him in the queue had to explain to him what had just happened to him because obviously you don't see a pigeon when it hits you on the back of the head. And bless her, she offered him some hand sanitizer. So he's sanitizing his hands, but also <laughs> sanitizing the bald spot where the pigeon hit him. Oh my which days! Is, which is quite funny. That is quite um, funny. But the woman who was. Uh, who worked in the estate agents next door came out because obviously she heard the racket when it hit the window yeah. and so she came out and she was checking on it and of course there was a bit of pandemonium and at that point i was like oh, i'll let them deal with this but i'll fucking watch it slyly at the corner of my eye mm-hmm. she went in and got a box and in the in an effort to try and i guess like put it into a box and make sure that i, I don't know did you call the rspca for a for a street pigeon no like where, do, where do you draw the line you just let it go i suppose don't you maddie's yeah. convinced that any animal there's like it's the hippocratic oath of a vet but, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, maybe, I, I don't. Yeah. I neither know nor care enough, really. Mm, no, <laughs> you don't have that. You don't have that book of uh, bird law under your under your bed anymore. You no, I don't. It. So this this estate agent came out and she ushered the pigeon into the box, but the pigeon wasn't having any of it. It didn't want to go into this box. It was like, don't make me go in that box, man. Don't make me go. I can, I've, I've seen this before. Anyway, uh, but by by proxy, she managed to usher it inside the estate agent. So the poor thing hobbled inside, sat under a chair. Uh, and she got it some water, and I mean, long story short, it now is the proud owner of a two-bedroom in Kensington. So you know, it was, oh, a, it was a good ending. You turn up to these gigs, and you don't know who you're going to meet. Yeah, or who you're going to share a dressing room with. You, you, <laughs> um, you did. I will a peek behind the curtain here, listeners. We did have a little chat because Alex did meet a, a small hero of mine. You, do you want to talk a little bit about that? When oh, you which met one, Professor Brian Cox? Oh yeah, Professor Brian Cox. Yeah, amazing. And and his chat was. Well, he was talking about black holes. <laughs> to you. you so, to me. So I will check out this picture of a black hole. You were like, like, oh, goodness. Oh. I, couldn't, I couldn't pick out a picture. I, mean, what, I didn't did know what he was going to show me when he said that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, oh, no, he's a physicist. It's probably a real black hole, not like a... Tonight, we're going to learn about cosmology and, and the study of stars. Oh, hey, hey, Brian Fox. Brian Fox. Brian Fox. <laughs> that's his, that's Who's his, Brian Fox? That's his nemesis brother, <laughs> Brian Fox. Nice. Well, that sounds like you've had a lot of fun. I have had the week from hell, um, actually. Well, it's not been that bad, but like, I don't get ill that much. And okay. I don't really get ill often. So when I do get Immune ill... Immune system like a brick wall. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I just I just don't push myself, really, or challenge myself. I don't really eat many exotic foods and stuff. So I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's down to that. I don't think it's like my immune system that's really... Um, got its defences up i think it's <laughs> i think it's i think it's just the so, lack of adventurism <laughs> on my half yeah you decided to push the boat out to like a, a not quite ripe enough mango or something that was like it that. yeah and yes. then that was you yeah just well, in bed for so days i i had this um i basically it's more dental hygiene dental related so my wisdom teeth have been sort of coming through the last sort of couple of years ago i'm sure people maybe have had their wisdom tooth come through some people have had them extracted and working with some of the guys I work with, um, in the nature of how of their jobs, it's more convenient just to have them extracted when they yeah. And so and and for for me, obviously that wasn't a, something that I that I did. And probably about March time, it started to hurt. It was sort of I could feel it growing a little bit. And you hear, you know, what if it comes in sideways? What if it comes in upside down? And then yeah. you have to have it removed, and that's a hell of a ordeal and a process. And I was a bit yeah. concerned. 
Um, and then it stopped until Monday last. So what was that? The start of December, just early December this year. I, uh, I just, it started hurting again. And, uh, you know, you do the normal thing. You just ignore it and you hope that it goes away. Oh, that's why I and, do. Yeah, exactly. Because oh. I don't want to think anything, about it. Like, anything health-wise. Oh, like, it. oh, it's just such a chore. <laughs> I just I resent having to care. You know, know healthcare, know. healthcare, and politics. Yeah, I, don't I resent to, having to care. I don't yeah, exactly. And I uh, so I was in I, I was in work and I was it was starting to hurt a little bit and I'm like just ignore it, just ignore it. And I kind of took my mind off it. I was doing whatever because um, I love my job and I uh, I was doing this stuff and it just started to get really just really really painful and stuff and and it was only the second day one of my colleagues went saw it and they were like do you hurt and i was like yeah my whole face is falling off but i'm just ignoring it don't worry about it i'm just <laughs> just numb. and uh, but it was very very painful and i was struggling to sleep and my colleague said you have an infection right and i went oh like i don't want to have an infection and uh but yeah so the whole side of my i've got a photo to show you oh, are you actually going to show me a photo yeah, of yeah, yeah, your infected you. face whilst they can you guys can listen to it you can describe what you can see here like, uh, one side of your face is much bigger than the other side of your face. <laughs> I look like a chipmunk. Yeah. Like I'm push. Imagine if you push your tongue to the inside of your cheek and push it out. That is what I'm that doing. is that is visible. Yeah, I know, right? That I is know. visible. It's, it was, and it was really, really sore. It was really painful. And I, 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 after the second night of just struggling to sort of get to sleep and stuff, I decided to book myself. I got an emergency appointment, um, with a, with a dentist, and I'm now on. These suckers here, Metro Nidazoli. Nice, nice. They're they're supposed to be quite strong. They're fine. So I can't drink or anything on them. And we had a course dinner. It was so funny because we were in the. I was in the sur the, the surgery, and the doctor sort of said, a dentist, pardon, sort of said. I'm sure they're a doctor. God, that's. A, I reckon that's a can of worms, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I reckon that's a doctor. You weren't a hundred percent sure that the person prescribing the drugs was a doctor. Was, was not a doctor. Where was this not? dentist? That it was some back alley. Just like yeah, the man with the gloves okay. said there were a lot of animals in there. Was that a telltale sign? <laughs> Um, so he did this really funny thing. I thought you'd appreciate this because he basically said, so, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to prescribe this treatment, this, this, I'm going to, I'm not going to get you to say it again, but this type of antibiotic. And I yeah. went, Ooh, and this was a third, uh, this was where Tuesday, I think. And I was going out for a big dinner on the Thursday with, with colleagues and stuff. And it was a big night out. And I kind of had that in the front of my mind. And I went, I'm really, really sorry. This is going to sound incredibly rude. And I know you've obviously prescribed this, but actually my night is more important than my health oh, and God. so no i didn't actually say that i said <laughs> i said um just out of interest can i drink on these antibiotics and he said uh usually you you can with a lot of antibiotics you can this one you cannot drink and i was a little i was like oh okay okay and he saw the look in my face and he went do you want me to prescribe you one where you can drink on it oh <laughs> yes <laughs> but i was like and i was like no and i had to think about myself i was like no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I would have to ask I myself... I bet you did have to think of it. I would have to ask myself some pretty searching questions if I decided to put my health to one side to, yeah. to, to go, no, I'll just have to have a drink. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, and she was I, had this, teacher. I had this real meathead come up to me in the canteen. Because you got it in because your mum was a teacher. No, my, my, yeah, well, my mum was a teacher, yeah. And this this real meathead, like Brit Sawdust. Do I know him? Sawdust, do I know who it is? Yeah, you do, but I'm not going to say his no, name. Gonna say <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. That'd be, that'd be cruel. What does it rhyme with? Write it down. His brain's made of sawdust, and he, yeah. and he comes up to me and goes, Yeah, 
your 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 mum gave me detention. Nice. And I'm like, <laughs> let me yeah. Just, let me just overrule that for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so sorry. Let me, please. And if this ever happens again, you know, come straight back to me. I do. Yeah. Think this is, I'll I'll talk to her later. I'll speak to yeah, her. I'll yeah. speak to her later. Because this, this is not on. Genuinely, I'm like, I, I said something. I was like, yeah. And what do you? He's like, it's not on. No, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I'm like. Right, I'm not asking that. Uh, we right. know, I know, As you are. I know another guy who's uh, who was in my year at school. His dad was uh, head of PE, and there was all the rumors that he was he was getting it hard. That's weird, isn't it? Your mum's a teacher at your school, and you, you get, get it. it. In, you get it in thick. Yeah, you yeah. must have. Yeah, it must be a bit of an odd one for you. Actually, uh, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. If you were trying to kill someone who was grappling around the rooftops of Gotham City or Metropolis City, right. how would you kill that grappling individual? Oh, I'd probably with a big net. <laughs> no. Not with, not with a big <laughs> net? Or, wait, what if they were wearing some sort of explosive device around their neck? Would you trigger said explosive device and instantly kill off a character? <laughs> that, that sounds like a very efficient way to do it, yeah. Right, two sons, David and Thomas. David did the Nutty Professor and Ice Age. Oh, the original Nutty Professor? No. The Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, yeah. I've been waiting for an excuse to do an, an yeah. Eddie Murphy but very very different Buddy love. but very very different now Thomas Newman is the one that's really gonna is gonna Thomas really gonna Newman. do it for you I recognise that name yeah so Randy is the nephew of Alfred yep so Alfred's son Alfred's other son Thomas can you think of anything because as soon as I start listing these, it's gonna blow. It's gonna blow your mind. I don't know. I don't know. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Yes. 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 American yes. Beauty. Of course. Of course. Of course. Finding Nemo. Yes. Uh, yep. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Now you Bridge say it, of yep. Spies. It's interesting that he did Finding Nemo, obviously, because Randy's doing the other Pixar movies. Yeah. That, that must have been the the link. Again, Dynasty. This Skyfall. Is this, ne- this nepotism. Yeah. Creeping into the industry. <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> Yeah, but give some of the other ones a break. This is great, and apparently one of Thomas Newman's first jobs was as an orchestrator on Return of the Jedi. Oh, interesting. He was a, okay. a, an assistant for John Williams, and I think I saw or read something that said he did like Vader's redemption scene. Okay, when he basically becomes Anakin again, oh. and that whole thing was orchestrated. By, How interesting by Newman, because sometimes composers don't have time to fully orchestrate things themselves. Sure, sure. They compose all these things but you know they've got hours and hours of- especially when you're on a uh, peak time yeah commuter time your face against the glass <laughs> yes up someone else's arse have you ever have you ever been up against the door where you've had to like crick your yeah, neck, yeah, to, crick your neck yeah. to, to match the contour or when of the you carriage. see someone get decapitated by the door yeah it's horrendous isn't it i saw once uh, i saw once this woman who had we should be clear, not actually decapitated. No, 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 no. She, so she that, was, that, that doesn't happen. She on the was. Right. It took a, it took a couple of took a couple of shots. Not the first time she wasn't. The third time, uh, she, she the, the head came off. Actually, the resilience of these people. I know, I know. <laughs> they don't care, and they're British, so they don't really. Care. Well, we're British. Well, they get over with it. We, yeah, we, we are. just get on with it. Yeah, we are. But this At woman, the moment, had, we are. She had a. She got her scarf caught in the door, and she kind of panicked for a second. And then when the, the train started moving, she realised there's not much she could do about it, and she kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. And then it was only. As we were pulling into the next station, I thought, could you imagine if that scarf had got caught on a cable or something externally? Like, that would have been horrendous. Yeah. Like, that would have been absolute. And I was really worried for her. I was like, oh, goodness. 
Sorry, I had, to, I had to drink some of your water there. Did you? Yeah. All right. I okay. Did, I didn't mean to. I spat it back, so you still spat got it. Yeah. Still got absolutely. nutrients. Do these salt? Do these glasses smell of salt? A little bit. Oh, it's probably because you're washing them with that lovely clean London water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm. I'm tasting. It's horrible. Oh well. <laughs> well I'm not gonna do it. Hydration for the nation. Right. Keep going. Can say it. anyway. I've noticed the Bibles have started to make their way back into hotel rooms. I know, I know they were gone for a while. For a couple of years, you know, that was the whole trend that you would oh. always see. A, what was the, the guys and dolls quote? I can't there's, say I've, I've stayed in a hotel that recently, so I don't think I've got much to go on. There's two things in every hotel room across this great state. It's Sky Masterson and a hotel Bible. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. You get a hotel Bible in every single room. Notice they've made an appearance. They made a good comeback, actually. Have so they? Good yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the oh, publicists are working hard well, I'm to glad. get them back. I'm <laughs> glad. They've had a hell of a time, those Bibles. <laughs> The problem with Aretha Franklin's performance is she is such a versatile singer and musician, she does what the fuck she wants on oh. the stage. So they couldn't make it line up. Because everything, I think what they did around it was they act, was Aretha Franklin's performance was the only one that was her live singing on the set because she couldn't or wouldn't be able to do it exactly the same way in a recording studio afterwards because she's so dynamic. Every time it's a different, almost, you know, the every time patient, there's a different note being, or she kind of holds the yeah. high note for a little bit longer. Yeah. Or she, and that's the reason they call it soul music. Yeah. And she is the epitome. She's the queen of that. That's a great observation. And I guess, yeah, because when you, when you think back to that, you know, you better think what you're trying to do. That scene it, uh, you're right, the music in that scene is a little bit different. It does yeah. sound a little bit different in it. And and yeah, that's a really great point, actually, you make. Yeah. It's a fantastic scene as well with it it, with it in the diner. I love, I, love, I love when they walk in. Aretha Franklin is running this thing. It's <laughs> like, know, what, 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 can you, what, what can I get you? <laughs> what can I get you, boys? Piece of dry white bread. Dry white bread. Toasted. <laughs> and then, yeah, what? Four fried chickens and a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you want chicken wings or chicken legs, honey? Four fried chickens and a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that, Matt Guitar Murphy yes. hit her yes. husband in the yes. back. Yes. It's like, she's like, you'll never guess who came in. You'll never guess who came in. These people wanting dry white bread toasted <laughs> and, four, and, so and four fried chickens and a Coke. And he's like, oh shit, the Blues Brothers. I know who that is. <laughs> Elrude! Elrude! It's like, oh shit. Julian. Only one only one person I know who orders four oh. fried chickens and a Coke. <laughs> I don't know anyone by what they order on a regular basis. I couldn't recognise any of my friends through what they order. And to that, be fair. That's the funny thing about that, though. Like, that, that's why it's so weird. It goes, how would you even... Like, that's... In, in, in one sentence... That sits. That shows just the stubborn nature of these two fucking idiots. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that does. To be so fair, much to F. you would. Character. You would remember if one of your mates ordered four fried chickens and a coke. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that that kind of outlandish order. It's just great. That kind of power play almost that he just yeah. kind of does in there. All these late night talk shows. Mm. You know, James Corden, the the Jimmies. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. all of those shows. Their bands, th those jobs are like amazing jobs. They've got, they, are, they have yeah. a gig every night on live on live television, and they are sick musicians. They're so talented, they're so good. That's a great point. Yeah, when you watch these sort of late night shows, you you kind of forget. They're obviously the house band, the residence band. Remember what was Jonathan Ross's band? Can you remember his one? Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> three piffs and a piano. Four piffs. What happened? Did one of them die? Wait, was it four piffs and a piano? Yeah. What happened to the? the oh yeah, one? no. There were. I, the reason I thought it was three is because I forgot about the poof playing the piano. Oh my god, you had me so worried there for a second. I thought one of the poofs from four, that famous band, Four Poofs of the Piano, had gone wrong, and they they were continuing on. Are we are we justified using using the word because <laughs> it's in a bad? Because because it, it's the band and stuff. <laughs> it really isn't a twenty twenty thing to be talking about, <laughs> is it? Um, but that's another famous famous house band there. I'm really pleased with everyone that that won. I'm sure the film the the, the foreign the film press will be happy that you were happy with everyone that won. They, they don't they don't give, they don't give a shit. I will send them I will send them word that Alex was happy with their with hey, their decisions. They televised it for the masses. <laughs> They've got to hear the masses' opinions. <laughs> A bond, marathon. a bond marathon. Yes, in that... an audible form. Oh, really? And mm. we're gonna, we're gonna do what we always do and slightly miss the mark and not quite deliver. We're like a vegetarian meal. You're always a little bit hungry after you've eaten. Uh, and yeah. so I guess to start off, well, how many, how many, how many Bond films did you watch in the last week in preparation? <laughs> with Bond films like so the problem is there's 24 there's of them 24 <laughs> there's 24 of them well I start. love Sean Connery yeah I, as a Scot as a Scot yeah as yeah. a Scot I love Sean Connery mm-hmm. do you know what he did before he was James Bond Baker was he a Baker was he oh no uh, directly directly before oh okay I don't know he was a model oh really was yeah. he okay he was a model so I was he was close. in like magazines <laughs> yeah Baker model absolutely no 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 you're closer than you think because yes. before he was a Baker mm-hmm. Baker <laughs> Before he was a model. Okay. How many mistakes are we going to make in this? That doesn't show? matter. Does it? Exactly. Oh my god! Before he was a model, mm-hmm. he was a milkman. Oh, okay, okay. And do you know where he was a milkman? Edinburgh. Yeah, Kerstorfen. Kerstorfen. That's right. So I used to he live. Delivered my granddad milk. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's... And I love that the brass players have this choreography that they just do, and it's like they've not talked about it. <laughs> They've not rehearsed yet together. They just do it. And Ray Charles starts playing the song and they just have these brass sections that interject going, you know, that kind of thing. And they're like shaking their legs and like, and they're, and like moving their instruments, like perfect, perfectly synchronized, like having their own little choreography. And you look at it and you just go, oh, it just just fills, it does. It's so great, isn't it? All that sort of stuff there. Do you remember when she's reading the manual? For uh, the flamethrower, uh-huh, right? Yes. There's a scene where she where she doesn't. You do see her when she's not turning up to try and kill Jake. Mm. It's when she's reading the manual for a flamethrower in I'm assuming where she works, mm-hmm. which is a beauty salon. Oh yes, yes. Do yes. you remember what the beauty salon is called? No, what is it called again? Curl up and die. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. That's quite good. <laughs> In my first year of university mm-hmm. in music college, we did a concert orchestra and we did a Bond night, mm-hmm. right? Where we had a full orchestra playing a whole bunch of Bond songs mm. and we had musical theatre singers come in and sing them on stage and it was a whole concert of them and it was one of the most fun concerts I've ever done. You would have loved it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you would have loved great. it. But one of the guys that came in is a trumpeter by the name of Mike Lovett. Mm-hmm. And he has been lead trumpet on every James Bond recording. I remember you telling me this, yes. Um, since Pierce Brosnan. Right. Yeah. So, and 
also he's the lead trumpet in the John Wilson Orchestra, who I've all who I mentioned in the first episode of going through. Oh, the they've still not got in touch with you yet. They've not. How dare they? I know, John. Jesus. What's going on, John? Uh, exactly. Yeah, but Mike Lovett was he came in to basically work with the trumpeters and help them get like this sound. Mm. And I can't remember who the student trumpeter was, and he was great, and he's now doing like he's now doing like really well uh-huh. um, as well. But he did the Goldfinger. We did. We were doing Goldfinger, and it started, and we went Goldfinger, and then the student kind of went wah, 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 and it was really classy mm. and really smooth. Okay, and not I can hear it. It yeah. wasn't very. Well, it wasn't punchy. Very, yeah, punchy. Yeah, it wasn't very, very punchy. Screamy, yeah. And the conductor was just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really nice what you're doing. Very classical. I like it. Mm-hmm, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very well done. Good tone. All that. Mike, c- could you just once for us?" I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Right. From the top. Goldfinger. <laughs> just fills the whole hall. And I was watching him while he did it, and zero effort, nothing on his face. He just went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an absolute boss and uh-huh. just screamed the whole place down. It was the most Amazing. incredible sound. Amazing. And I, I absolutely love it. And he actually, he later admitted, he, he reckoned that he wasn't the greatest trumpeter in the world, but he learned how to wail really well and it made him really employable. Oh, so. cool. It's like the equivalent of, I don't, you don't need to be that smart, but if you can talk your way in and out of a room, you're probably quite good at your job. It's yeah. probably <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> But I think the guy who's obviously selling those face masks is—he's uh, doing—he's doing well, yeah. And the guy, and and then you've got the um, the what's it called? The solution, the hands wash solution, the sort of uh, the alcohol gel. Yeah. God, the guy who invented that—he's probably rubbing his hands together, isn't he? Yeah. That was really funny. That was, that was really funny. Did you come up with that joke? Did you like that one? I did like. It. I did like that one. Aww. This is this is really good. Well done, man. Yeah. Are you sure you don't? Are you sure you don't want to do video? Well, yeah. Do you want to stick a video on? The only problem is oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't use I don't use the video for my for my laptop usually. Yeah, but you know, it's always nicer to talk to a face. This is nicer to talk to a face. Yeah. Anyway, it's recording. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hello. This is really cool. This is. Oh, would you believe it? Would you believe my mate's phoning? How's it going? How are you, Colin? Pretty good. How are you? I'm not too bad. I've got you on. I've got you on uh, on the microphone here. I'm actually in the middle of recording the podcast with Alex. Oh, oh okay. I'll, I'll leave you to it. Then. So don't swear. <laughs> You're still using chat roulette, aren't you, to do your lessons on? That's still working yeah. for you as a va- nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And then and it's a, you know, it's a sort of a, a sort of ten percent, twenty percent of uh, dongs appearing on your screen, but you kind of get over that, don't you? That's that's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at some point enough of them flash across. Yeah, you just don't you don't register anymore. <laughs> before before you, before you get your knob out, do you want to learn the violin? And then they click off, and then you get the next. Person. Yes. We had Shirley Bassey yes. belting out the known and loved tune the world over. Goldfinger. Is this the most iconic Bond song? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. I think it, whilst it's the third film in the in the, the series, this is the this is the song that cemented because this is the first. If you think about it, this is the first song that that got the formula we know today. Yeah, absolutely right. You yeah, had John Barry at the helm as the lead composer, and you had the theme. Yeah, after the sort of intro, 
the sort of prologue theme and then the, the sort of the prologue of the film and then the theme with a singer singing the song and the song was the same title as the film obviously for Marshall with love was the yeah. same as that but it wasn't a singer singing the theme it's, yeah. but this is what we now know today as the yeah. framework and it's when they started putting the bond motif into the title songs yes like really obviously yes. and it's such a subtle i love it when Iconic motifs motifs are really, really subtle. So mm. just to give you a slightly nerdy technical idea of what's going on here, the Bond theme you would instantly recognize as like da 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 yeah. da. Yeah. That is literally just three notes mm -hmm. going up chromatically, which mm. means by step, just one note next to another. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it goes up two and back down one. Yes. Oh, no, up three and back down one. Right, yeah, Four yeah. Notes. yes, yes, up yes. Up three, yes. back down one. That's like the the simplest thing that you could possibly write, mm. but how fucking iconic is that? It's effective. As soon, as soon as anybody did that, you'd be like, oh, James Bond. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't, I was watching the film, obviously, and then listening to How Do You Solve a Problem Like Marie, and just thinking of Andrew Lloyd Webber just sat in that horrendous chair. Like, oh, that, was such a, that was such a tacky show. Oh, it was such a tacky show, but... Graham, Graham Norton presented it. Graham Norton presented it, and he knew exactly what a farce it was. He took the he took the mick out of it the whole way through. <laughs> Brilliant! I I genuinely liked watching it when it was on. I didn't go out of my way to sit down and watch it, but yeah, for some reason I remember. Yeah, for some reason I think I watched it. <laughs> yeah, but if it, but if it was on on a Saturday night, then then yeah, yeah absolutely, exactly, exactly. absolutely, I'd watch it. But yeah, that that's a really funny song. That one because I like. I like that the nuns are like proing and conning Maria. Yes, yes. And there's one of them that's literally taking no shit whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. I mean, if we're basing, if, if we're basing looks just on what we're seeing on camera at the moment, I, I'm sorry, I definitely look better than you because I don't have a whacking great pop filter right in front of my face. Like I can, you look like a bandit. I can only see your eyes and your little gaming headset with your gaming microphone turned up like a little I'll have you antenna. Know, this is this is not a gaming it's not. headset. This is actually a work headset that work gave to me when they gave me my laptop. Oh. And they like like a tool. And I tell you what, this headset is the worst. It's a plantar trunk. This is if if there was ever such a possible thing as a negative plug for 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 a product. This is negative product placement. These plantar trunk head. I'm going to take them off just briefly. There. They are the wor these things are the worst headphones in the world. An hour into any meeting, I've got a splitting headache because they pierce my head like a tiny grape that it is. And they just pincer any life out of me, squeezing all my good ideas. That's why I, that's why I never bring any good ideas to the oh, show. Amazing. Yeah. Cause do, you see, do you see this lovely padding that I've got, really that I've got on my yeah, headphones really great, here? Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just mm. comfortable. It's great. That's it. Nice. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm going to bring you 1985, Robert Zemeckis, Steven Spielberg's, Back to the Future. I love it. And Bob Gate as well, obviously, who was another writer. Okay, let's not forget about that guy that I've never heard of. This film, and on back to the Onion segment, this film, I was thinking this as I was watching this, and I made a note of this. At no... 
there is not a minute goes by where there is some direct callback reference foreshadow. Yeah. The whole movie just foreshadows itself. Yeah. The whole movie. And that's the first point I want to make on the tight script writing. That this film, in terms of writing, now, yeah, there's a few, few plot holes in terms of how did Marty's parents not know him when he was an older and he was a kid. But obviously, like, he knew this kid for eight days in 1955. He's yeah. not going to remember everyone. Yeah, and so also, who cares? Well, that was one of the, that's what Robert Zemeckis has been, that's one of the biggest plot holes they've had, and he's kind of gone back to sort of say, well, that's the reason. But the storytelling of this film is just, it, it, it's a masterclass. It really is a masterclass. Yeah, yeah it is. It the, makes you wonder what the editing process at the end of it was, because, as you said, everything was so intrinsically linked, and yeah, for foreshadowing, for callbacks... Yeah. They must not have been able to trim much. Uh, Doc Brown's amp to which Marty plugs in is the faceplate to a 1960s Gibson GA5T amp, which is actually only around 12 to 15 watts. But obviously, the prop department have created this monstrosity on scene. It's beautiful, and I isn't love it? That. I do. It's so good. There is it? one thing that, that triggers me, though, and it's probably what? just really OCD of me. He mm. turns all the dials and the gains up to 11 and mm. then he plugs the guitar in yeah and the feedback would be mental. the feedback on that open lead would mm. be crazy before he put mm. it into the guitar and it's just one of those little things where i'm like oh you did it the wrong mm. way around oh no <laughs> yeah i know what you, i know what you mean would you care to join me in the enchantment under the sea ballroom Ooh. Ooh, well, maybe a nice slow waltz what music would you like to dance to if you weren't listening to a song that embodies the 50s um that went by the lyrics of mr sandman what other song might you listen to that captures the 50s earth angel you oh now this song is timeless it is just it's such a beautiful song with Marvin Berry singing away. Is just it's I just love it. I've never just, heard it outside this movie. I will hold my hands up to that. So it's by the Penguins, who are um, who are a sort of famous um, rhythm and blues band. But it's just I, I I love this song so much. It's in a number of films, but every of those films, it's kind of setting in a fifties background, or it's kind of doing a callback to the fifties. Yeah. I've got a list somewhere, but. I love this song and I love it because it's the it's the it's the perfect cut of when Marvin Berry cuts his hand yeah on the on the uh, the screwdriver or whatever they were trying to use into Jimmy the Lock yeah and uh, it goes well we need someone to play the guitar and then it just the instant cut to the next scene of him just strumming that guitar that Ibanez yeah, yeah. and I just loved it so so much it's great so yeah, so a fun fact for you there, basically. the So it's an Ibanez Black Roadster 2, the scenes of Marty and the band performing. Um, oh, so that was him performing in the 80s. Sorry, that was him when he was performing in front of Hugh Yeah, I was going to say, Ibanez, Ibanez, is, Ibanez is very much the Eddie Van Halen kind of yeah, style guitar, 80s, yeah. guitar playing. I should have known that because my dad has an old Ibanez, which we play still. It's his guitar yeah. from, from, his, from his youth. I remember so that which, axe exactly yeah yeah you remember it remember of course that i do i've play? played it um yeah of course but but actually the one he plays for the enchantment under the sea is a gibson 1963 es 345 td so it's not from the right time but we'll forgive them because yeah. it looks pretty close to yeah it. it's it's a classic um, shape but i just love that start just when he's doing the sweeping chords yeah 
That 50s, 50s clean, clean guitar sound. I love it. It's it's just it's it's and they're all just doing their slow dancing and you just I, every time I see that scene it's great. Yeah. Um, have I ever told you? I know we're cutting over. And we need to start. But have I ever told you the story of when I had my I, the first time I had my hair cut by a non hair product professional was when I was working. I worked in a summer camp in America. I'm sure I've said this at some point. Yeah. In America and um it's it's one of these things where when you're at a summer camp and you're 18, you know, things like dental hygiene and hair hygiene, they just go out the window. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it's essentially lockdown. Whilst I was in the summer camp, I had not cut my hair and I needed to cut my hair because you couldn't get access to hair, right? Uh, yeah. I need to get access to a hairdresser. And I asked around a few people in the camp and said, I said, can you cut hair? Can you cut hair? And we all heard that one of the guys in camp could and he was away and I was... For some reason, for some reason, I was desperate to have my hair cut. I was sick of it. And I went up to this South African lad who was uh, at the camp. He was one of the counselors with us called Brad. He was a really lovely guy, but he, he had a proper can-do attitude. And when I went up to him, I said, Brad, look, mate, I'm going to level with you. I need someone to cut my hair. How do you feel about cutting hair? And I handed him the pair of safety scissors from the arts and crafts <laughs> store. Nice. The safety scissors. The safety scissors, yeah. And he Wait, went, does that mean they were like blunt? Blunt, horrendously. Oh my god. He days. went, oh, look, oh, give it a shot, eh? I'll cut your hair. And so he came into my cabin and we sat down on a stool in front of this mirror. We were there for nearly two hours, him just metic- meticulously cutting individual strands of hair and getting it level. He would come around. He cut both of my ears and his hands twice. It was there was a lot of blood. It was oh horrendous. my god! That it was is... the worst. It was the worst. I, I was like, there was a few times where I'm like, well, I've committed. I have to stay because half of my yeah. hair is. Um, no, I would have as well. I would have as well. I would have made do, that decision. Do you know what though? He did a bloody good job of it though. <laughs> At the what? end of it, cuts people... and all. <laughs> yeah, it was actually fine. Like there were little cuts, <laughs> in it, but he, yeah. he did a bloody good job. He did a bloody. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, did you hear what the giraffe said to the elephant? No. He said, I could have sworn today was Thursday. No. Right, on with the show. (laughs) There's a common mastery uh, of John Williams, and that's capturing that dream flying. Yes. I think if you think about the best musical moment in some of John Williams's most famous scores, E.T. Well, E.T. was, yeah, this was, this is the point I was going to bring it back to, but keep going. E.T. Hook. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Again, excellent flying theme. And also, I mean, Star Wars, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Well, well, let, let's, let's then just bring, bring on that because this is another reason why, I I, I I even think that whilst the music is great in this, I don't think it's John Williams' best because he's done flying themes in other movies, yeah. E.T. and Hook. One of those which I simply adore. Hook gets me every time, and yeah. I've got such an admiration for that movie. And E.T., I'm not a huge fan of, but the flying theme is iconic and beautiful. That flying do 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 yeah. That is... Those two are better examples of flying themes for John Williams. They're obviously yeah. more current. They're closer to our time. This was the yeah. first iteration of it. And by that regard, I think it's the worst of his flying themes that he's done. It's still very, very good. And I think it's a yeah. very poignant scene. But Okay, counter-argument time. Mm-hmm. This is not a flying theme. 
Why not? I think it is. I've called it not, the flying theme. It, it's not. It's. Is it a love theme? It's a love theme. The the melody is a love theme. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is uh, that is the love theme, and I think it's much more comparable as a melody when you listen to that and the melody and the harmony and the orchestration to something like Han and Leia's theme from Empire or mm. uh, Indian Marion's theme from Raiders. Well, Indi- Indian Marion's theme was the one that I was drawn to. That yeah. was the one that that's that that's the one that I thought it was most like. Yeah, but. Which is also what incredibly similar to Leia's theme. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, he has a language, especially in like the 70s and 80s. I've said it before, but I, I, I swear that John Williams has, you know, eras of, of mm. his work. Like you can tell if it's a 70s, 80s John Williams or a 90s, noughties John Williams. But, mm. you know, that, that's, a, that's a separate conversation. But the way he makes it an iconic flying theme is what happens underneath it because the main love theme which we hear in bits in the overture and we hear when they're on the roof and like when they're actually having their loving moments that's quite like slow moving it doesn't have like a huge motor underneath it but it's still very lush and romantic but the way he turns it into a fully fledged flying theme is he introduces this tremolo idea in the strings and that's where you put the bow on the string and you basically shimmy really hard so, so you get and you get this kind of twinkly shimmer and then the notes that he uses are like a rising kind of arpeggio type thing where it goes yes, 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 yes. that's a that, that you know lifting notes like that rising notes like that you know lifts up the whole score mm Mm. We've we yeah, I mean we've talked chatted about this when we were looking at the the um the Diaz-y ray how that's a descending so it's negative and it's slow whereas yeah. that ascending piece is you know it's uplifting and it's yeah. and it's hopeful yeah so even though you've got this what is essentially a character love theme sitting on top by putting a flying motor underneath it you give the audience that sense of being along with them for their journey like when they take off and fly. Mm. which is why it's one of my one of my favorite flying themes because it's not it's not it's not actually one <laughs> sure, that, I mean. that, yeah that's that's fair enough <laughs> do you know though i did, i never learned you might times i burnt myself on stuff like we obviously we were scouts as well you know times we'd go camping and we just start a fire and we do you remember right so we had, do you remember a mate of ours we used to go camping i know you know who i'm talking about we used to go camping and I think, I think this should be a segment years. on the podcast, <laughs> by the way. But no, 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 no. Just slight interjection. This is, should definitely be a uh, segment on the podcast. It's like, oh, do you know that, mate? By the way, you know who I'm talking about podcast <laughs> segment on the podcast. We, no, we, we used to grow up with some utter idiots. We, we used to grow up with this guy. He was, I remember, right? He, we, were, we went camping in the woods nearby our hometown as well. We were obviously, we were kind of like, I don't know, 14, 15s, obsessed with fire. And we'd start this fire in the middle of the day because that's what you did when you were fit- rope swings, tree houses, and fires. And we decided to put this really big fire. We were all like going through the woods and making big and this big teepee, and it was it was amazing. And then this mate of ours just out of his bag pulled like 
a four-pack of Lynx Africa aerosol and just shouted fire on the hole, stuffed it in the middle of the fire and just legged it off into the woods. And then we were all just like, well, I guess we have to run now. And we yeah. just sprinted everywhere. And I remember them, like, it was just such a loud bang. Yeah, yeah, oh, kids, so don't, 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 don't do that. It's not, it's not clever. <laughs> I mean, I just loved it because he didn't. He didn't tell anyone he was going to do it. He didn't announce it. And if he, we just, if you didn't hear him shout "fire in the hole," all you would have seen is this kid running away into the woods, and all of us going, "Why is he running up?" Oh my goodness, yeah. he's done it. Well, I'll say Hans Zimmer's soundtrack was so powerful that many people stated that they cried during the docking sequence when Endurance is spinning and the crew needs to dock their ranger to it. In an initial release of the soundtrack music of that sequence so that w- that was the imperfect lock and then no time for caution directly yeah, yeah. after it and um, they they were they were not included in the fu- in, in the the full soundtrack a few weeks after the release of the soundtrack zimmer added the music to the soundtrack as a bonus track on the itunes deluxe edition which how, i often how do you i don't, not I don't add understand that in the original one how i don't do you... understand i don't i don't understand yeah i know it's like it's like oh my god how many times are we going to come back to lord of the rings it's like in uh, Return of the King, Battle of Pelennor Fields, the mm-hmm. best part of the music in even the theatrical edition, and actually there's no differences there between the theatrical edition and the extended edition. That's by the by. But the best, the best parts of the music there are not in the normal release of the soundtrack. They're only in the extended edition. And I yeah, didn't hear. I don't the, understand why that happens. I don't understand how that happens either. Like, I, I honestly, I honestly, honestly don't. Well, Alex, I'll back up that statement uh, that you said about their souls are free. Uh, while he was writing the screenplay, Frank Darabon was, was actually getting into opera himself. Yeah. When he felt trapped in the writing process, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's The Marriage of Figaro would lift his spirits. Yeah. So he, he listened to that an awful piece. lot. It and, is and an as you absolutely say, stunning piece. It, 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 it has influenced... It has it, the, the beautiful music that is generated in that opera. It, it was used to influence Frank Darabont when he was writing the screenplay, and and it's so clear that this wasn't in the book, but he felt that, like he physically has felt that, and has captured that feeling yeah. so wonderfully in this film. Yeah, and you know, and and I struggled to decide. And I, I, I think I still, I think I'll leave it up to you. I haven't decided whether or not it's a good idea for me to tell you what they're actually singing about because the point of the scene is that it doesn't matter yeah isn't it isn't it like do a, you want to know like a comedy what are they singing about well this is the point this is the point should should i say or should i just be like no no, no let's no. just have this picture perfect i like idea of what this what this represents why don't why don't we do a beautiful compromise and you don't say on the podcast but you text me after as right, as okay. Frank Darabon okay. and uh, well, but but suffice to say it it's it's it, what what's actually happening in the scene in the opera is very very different than how it's portrayed in the movie but in a way i think i think that's more powerful because you're yeah. just listening to you're just listening to sonic waves right and you you take what you want from it and okay it's an it's an italian who cares like really who cares like it doesn't matter well, the and italians that, you know, care 
They love well, it. They, they, the Italians care. The Italians care. Like they, they're watching Shawshank Redemption. They're going, "That's what you got from that." <laughs> I, I hate right, saying the word right. mother. I said the word mother there because obviously the word mother, right? Well, we're so, so formal on this podcast for a start. Know, well, it's not even the fact that it's that. It's that when you say mum, it's like mum, yeah, fine. But with the word mother, there's a 50-50 chance that there's another word that might follow that word. And so with that negative connotation <laughs> with the word mother, every time I say mother, I'm like, feels kind of half finished, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Every, every I time, every time I, I say mother, I get this mental image of Samuel L. Jackson in my head. <laughs> mother. Make of that the, what you will. If your mum's in the trucking business, then you'd have a mother trucker. So it's yes, you know you it's that sort of it's, it, that's probably the other fifty percent that, that feels adequate. Absolutely. <laughs> Just back to dads recently. I we had an opportunity to zoom as we we're probably doing on the weekly basis. Zoom home, and I zoomed my I zoomed my dad um, and my my dad and my stepmom who were having they were having i think they were just watching a movie it was a friday night or something and they'd they had a long you know long work of uh long week of working from home and my dad he's just hilarious like he just he never fails to make me laugh in the way that he so my um my 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 stepmom's uh mother was lived in lincolnshire in boston for a while and they're famous for boston sausages and they're these uh, beautiful um massive big sausages that you kind of slow cook on a frying pan for a good 30 minutes and there, there's a boston in lincolnshire also. yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> or maybe i've got it wrong maybe i've got it totally wrong but anyway it's from boston is uh and they, they i always remember i went visit visit them once we went not to boston. bolton it's not no we, it, there's boston there's the boston stump is where is there which is a basically a huge big tower um i'll always remember that as well because we went we walked up the tower and all the all uh all my stepmom's mom could kept saying was now they closed this for a while i went oh why was it sort of under under repairs and stuff people just kept throwing themselves off it <laughs> wait oh, cool. would people stop throwing themselves off it just because it's closed i feel yeah, like people would exactly. find a way around that Open, exactly but the uh these sausages so you buy but my uh so my family buys buys these sausages and then free buys them in the in the in like you know a mass mass like a costco um delivery style thing where you get a big box of them and you can freeze them and they're re they're really great right but you can always tell when they're in the house because my dad they'd had them for breakfast lunch and did like they'll cook a big load of them and then they'll have it for stuffing for the chicken and yeah. they'll have it so they kind of just overload on these sausages yeah to the point where when we zoomed my dad this friday night he was sat He'd had a few red wines and he was sat. He was in a great mood. He was watching a show and he had a glass of red wine in one hand and a sausage in the other. <laughs> it was like 10 p.m. <laughs> I can totally imagine that as well. I can, he's got this big picture of him, like. <laughs> It was. It was like. It was, was he? Was he doing it like? Was he doing it like bite by bite? Like you know, sip, yeah. sip of wine, bite of sausage, sip of wine, bite. Dun dunking the sausage in the wine. Oh. It was like a sh like a shit Scarface, like a cigar. But you said it was red wine. Yeah, red, red wine red and wine. sausage. That's a great combination. Do you know what? I my like so me and my me and my girlfriend were laughing. We thought it was so funny, but there was a very small part of me at the back of my head going, "No, oh, I'd like that." Yeah, it's so good. I it's so that. good. <laughs> saw so a photo of myself recently and you could see through my legs they were that pale i, I am I can believe so it. pale it is un but like it's almost the point where i'm like i need to do something about this so this weekend i mean assuming that the thunderstorms are probably going to come as soon as i actually try and action this and do something but this weekend i want to um put in place some sort of session put aside where i go to a, a nice piece of um a nice outdoor area and actually just 
lie there, you know, with very little on and just and just get a nice get a nice bronze. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that, Alex? I mean, I think it's not it's not the worst idea in the world. Don't, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give can't... you a little sample of what you're going to look at. Okay, so just um, if you just stay there, I'm just going to take right. these off. So what would you? How would you imagine this? Right? Were you just dressed like that? Oh my goodness! What about that? Wow! What, what have I got that on the grass? Oh, I mean, <laughs> you blind, you around. blind some you people. See that? Look at this over here. Blind people. Hang on. What about that? If I got that? Oh, out? oh my goodness gracious me! <laughs> this is kidding. a family show. <laughs> what, 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 what about him? What have I got that out? Is what? Sit on the grass with that up in the air. That oh looking out. Oh my goodness! Great. What, <laughs> what do you think this view. is? Week two of the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, we're a movie and music podcast, apparently, or we were last time I checked. <laughs> I think maybe I missed a message this week that meant we were talking about suntans or lack thereof. Are are we still a movie and movies podcast? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we got them on webcam. I actually saw it. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> you didn't see nothing, kid. Oh my goodness. It's gone so bad already. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Oh. We are abusing. <laughs> yeah, we've done that bit. I've totally lost my own stride. I put myself off. Okay. You're so preoccupied with. I know, and it's gonna be such a weird segue where I take this into hook. <laughs> the family film. Oh, my phone's going and everything. Right. Oh, oh goodness. Okay, let's get let's get started. Come on, serious face on right. for this shoddy piece of shit that we do every week. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this is episode. Good question. We, do you know the, the the single source of the truth is actually Apple Music. It is actually uh, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. I'm just open, I'm, I'm open, opening it now. Twenty five. This is. Wow. There we go. Twenty five. Doing well. Should we Should we celebrate in some way? Yeah. What? No, because because, because there's special episodes and stuff we've got in there. So it's probably twenty five full. Yeah. Ah, oh, goodness. Ah, oh, if I'd known, I would have had a wee beer. Yeah. Me too. I've got got some nice craft beers in the fridge. Should we Should we pause this and go and? S- should we pause this and get a beer? To yeah, why do we have a beer? It's been a while okay, since we ever had a beer with the podcast. Let's have a bloody beer. Let's, let's have that. a bloody beer. Let's do that. Okay, well, why don't, why don't you go away and talk? Uh, talk. Why don't you go away and get a beer? And I'll stay here and talk, and I'll stay here and entertain everyone. Okay. And I then, just when, have a, and I then just, when you come back, I just, you go I do have talk. a question, though. Out of the eight minutes that we've, reco- that we've recorded so far, how much of this yeah. do you actually think is useful? Is usable material? <laughs> like, do we, just, do we just, like, draw a line under this, go get a beer and try again? No, we're not going to start again. All oh, right, okay. That was funny. Funny because I can <laughs> see you. <laughs> I know, but that's the joke. Oh, that's is it? Humor. Right, okay. I'm going to get a beer. Humor. I'm going to go get a beer. Go and get a beer, okay. I'm not going to pause this. I'm just going to keep this running whilst you go and get a beer. And so it's thoroughly prepared, as always. Uh, it came with all the tools that you needed to uh, run an effective podcast with his best chum. Off to go and get a beer. Knowing Alex, he's probably going to get something that's... Uh, quite mainstream or probably quite um something that you could probably find in a gutter somewhere some sort of drainage system i would imagine um i mean alex is the sort of chap no no doubt that he'll uh he'll he'll announce that he's bringing a brand new craft beer to the party only to rock up hours later than he should have arrived with uh maybe some sort of budweiser or some sort of um miller light oh here he comes again i wonder what he has brought to the table oh. 
Ah, it's a Corona. Fabulous. Sorry, I was just talking about you behind your back. Well, you? we? What did you bring? What did you bring? I brought a Session Pale Ale. Ah, nice. Yes. Very good. So what's funny is I'm going to... You wouldn't have heard what I've just been... Brewed uh, with about Earl Grey tea and lemon zest. Stop it. I'm a fan of fruity beer nowadays. Right, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go and get one now. So I've been... I've been thoroughly talking about you behind your back. Look at you, Nick, finishing a Coke before you go to a beer. Well, I'm not going to leave what half a Coke. What are you? Oh, goodness. Headphones it's falling It's a party off. in that room. Right. Just me, myself, and my Coke. There's a stripper waiting at the front door. <laughs> you better let her in nah, she, I get a beer. She just, she just left. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. What do we have here? What's he brought? Ooh. I've went, I've went true. I've got myself a wee, a wee brew dog. Yeah. And there's, there's me giving you shit for not having a a true brew, a true exactly a nice, a nice true brew. I enjoyed that. Uh, I, I enjoyed that click. Should I um, should I uh, I click also? Let's do that. All right. Oh. My goodness gracious me. There we are. Nice. I think that was probably a bit loud. <laughs> if anything, a bit too loud. <laughs> a bit too loud. Apologies, <laughs> listeners, but you know. Rather refreshing, <laughs> this beverage. Now, I think there is a more hype song, but for a different reason. Because my favourite song in the entire Kill Bill is the other song that I want to talk about. And that is the beautiful panpipe entrance of Zamfer's The Lonely Shepherd. Yeah, gorgeous piece of music. Absolutely gorgeous piece gorgeous. of music. And in my opinion... The best ending of a movie. I think the way that Kill Bill Volume 1 finishes, that cliffhanger ending, the fade to black, the specific song and the architecture, the architecture of that song with what you see on the screen and the realisation. So, so many things happen here. Oh my God, I can't, I need to write... So, the Sorry. architecture of I know be concise I know my <laughs> god though but like really break it down because at that point in the film you realize that the film has been played out of order because it's not till the end it's totally apparent is it because that's when she has the list and she crosses off Orinishi and you go oh, wait that has the, all the bit with the wiggle your toe hasn't happened yet yeah and no the, it has no, it, it hadn't, because Orinishi is the first one that dies. Yeah, but she, she, she has to wake up from her coma, then wiggle her toe, then go do the Japan thing, and then after Japan she y- goes yes. to. So she's done wiggle your toe because that's right yes. after her hospital. So sorry, but what I mean is the the first death sequence that you see. Yes, Vernita Vernita Green's character. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Sorry. So, but that's when you realize that Vernita Green's character dies. It, I mean, like it's obviously quite like obvious, but I think it clarifies it when she crosses Orinishi off the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As that panpipe's introduction, and that's what I mean by that. It's just it, it's beautifully just con- it's confirming. Yeah. And also the bombshell of does she know that her daughter's still alive? Yeah. Oh. My goodness, that just and the the way that the 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 panpipes is yeah, and then the the bass just do 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 
and the yeah. fade to black and the now you say it's the perfect oh. ending and you're not wrong but i think what it also is is a perfect hype for the second movie as oh, well God, yeah. i think it makes you want to jump right back in and see part two do you know the the, the um continental europe call people from the uk we they call us beef because beef. we are beef right because we we go to that kind of pinkish color of of as, as you would say a, a massive uh, cut of beef when you cut into it we are the same color as that and so they go all oh, english beef is kind of like our, ah, our british beef color yeah and and i was when i so i've got some friends in portugal who kind of announced this and they told me and i was uh instantly offended but then completely unoffended after about three seconds when i went no that makes absolute sense yeah. and i think it's i think it's a nice i love a good derogatory term against yeah. us that's kind of subtle it's obviously stating the obvious i thought beef was but, a compliment because i was no, like oh lean and a bit muscular no if anything <laughs> you're fat juicy and dripping with oil as i can see yeah. you are right now absolutely sun, HD sun quality I have some funny stories to tell you from where I was away in uh, when I was away in Scotland. Yep, yep, yep. And I had the had the chance to go away up north, and we went to a lovely uh, sort of, I guess, bed and breakfast up uh, just outside of our Broth area uh, in the lovely valley of Glen Clover. Highly recommend anybody who who goes uh, who, who's up in that area of Scotland to go. It's it's a it's a beautiful place to stay. We plug plug for them. I mean they. <laughs> And it was quite funny because we were uh, up from, from London. And I think a lot of the locals uh, nearby were going to stay to kind of keep the place in business. But we, on a number of occasions, kind of ran into, I guess, some relatively hostile sort of the employees that worked there because they were they were kind of rolling their eyes. At, oh, you guys are up from London and oh, coming, right. up infect, coming up to infect yeah, yeah, us, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was quite which was quite funny. It made us laugh. With the first night we were there, we stayed in the uh, well. We stayed stayed the two nights, but the, the first night we were there, we we stayed late in the evening in, in the sort of bar area. And I was with my dad and my dad's wife, so my stepmom and uh, and Maddie, and the four of us were having some drinks. And it was it was very quiet. I think it was a Monday night, and a couple of gents walked in behind us, and they were just sort of like two typical Scottish lads, one older and one a little bit younger. And um, they they basically they were. Well, I've, it's this thing in Scotland that I've noticed is that actually in these sort of rural locations in a pub, if there's only two groups of people, you'll find that more often than not, they'll break the silence and just start talking to each other. Yeah. And this guy just was very instantly like wanting to engage in a conversation. And we were quite tired, but, you know, we were like, OK, fine, we'll chat. And it turns out that they were the jacuzzi repairmen working at the hotel. Fantastic. So this, so this, so this hotel had a couple of rooms that had jacuzzis attached to it or, or like cabins, as it were. Yep. Um, and... So obviously, what do you do when you when you meet a jacuzzi repairman? You kind of go, what well, you know, asking questions around that. It's not every day you meet them, and so he kind of was was going, and he was he was a Scottish lad, and he was kind of going into detail in terms of, oh, I yeah, I, I wouldn't get in a jacuzzi if I were like I've I've been cleaning them for fifteen years, and I would never get in one myself. Not until you clean them, you know how filthy they actually are, and some of the people that go in them. Fair and enough. Then you're going, oh, Fair exactly. Enough. And this guy was going, oh, sp they were like, do any of you go in a jacuzzi? And the question, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And have you had a drink in it? I mean, yeah, you know, you do. Instantly the worst thing you can do. And let me tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the alcohol mix, it mixes in the chemical, my Topolese clothes on gets in. Do you know what that means? And no, why would we? 
oh, basically, if you fart in a jacuzzi, it gets under your skin and you get a parasite. And we're like, oh, this is really riveting. And of course, my, da- my dad fuels it. He goes, so can you tell me what is the worst thing you have ever found in a jacuzzi after you've gone round to clean it? Without hesitation, the boy went, strap on dildo. I found two now. <laughs> Which is like, and I'm there with my parents and I'm like, oh, he said strap on dildo. And yeah. he's fine too. That's nice. Yeah. And, I don't know, what, I don't know just... what's funnier, just the fact that what, what he came what he came out with was strap on dildo or just imagining the scenario that that somebody left one in there yeah yeah exactly twice twice and i and i and i i didn't have the guts to kind of go was it the same jacuzzi was it some sort of was it the same guest but uh, i was gonna ask if it yeah. was the same dildo is the same, same one again same jacuzzi same dildo <laughs> But different one? guests. No, just check it. Interesting. Check the serial number. Yeah, exactly. Know, that would have been such a twist. That would have been such a twist. <laughs> it's, it's um, following us. Yeah, but but here's the thing: the guests, <laughs> the guests that left it the first time, checked out three days prior. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's haunted. It's like that haunted hairpiece story. Yeah. Where you where you get a where you get the wig of of a serial killer? Do you become a serial killer? No, I think you're just a bald cunt with a serial wig. Yeah. I've got a really nice image of your chin right now. Oh, fabulous. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's because I, want, I wanted to see a bit more of the room, so I changed the... I propped something up behind the iPad stand so you could have a bit, bit better view of the room. Ah, yeah, is, it that, is it that box of fire damage mannequins that we found in the alley? Is that yeah, what yeah, 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 100%, oh, good. 100%, yeah. Oh, so It's good I mean, that you get used to it. I told you at the time I'd find mm. some good use for it, but I'm much, much happier today, Callum, and Fantastic. I will tell you for why. You won a bit of money at that dog fight that I, I did. I did not. It's much more exciting than that. It's much more. Okay, exciting go than for that. it. The nice. temperature has dropped, and I can it has it's dropped. Again. That's right. Uh, in the words of uh, the singer that once sung, "I'm at the right temperature." That was actually written about the summer heat wave in 2020 in London. Did you know that? Really, I, mm. I didn't. I didn't get that song. I didn't get. No, no. I didn't get I'll that audio going. cue. I'll do more. Fantastic. Yeah, you can do yeah. more. Of course, we are referring to the wonderful Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Cornetto trilogy. Of course, we were. Everyone was wondering what trilogy we were. We were thinking. It's in the description. We were thinking about. Oh, it's it up is, there. It I've the talked about it. I, I, I always there. forget this. Do you know I feel why like you always forget don't it? Know what they're getting into. Do you know why you always forget it? Why is that? Because you do fuck all to help this thing, and this, and it's, and it's because of you why this podcast is sinking. We're sinking slowly. All right. The the Quality is dropping, it's dipping, and you're smiling at me because you're you so content. About? I bring, I, I bring my my wit and charm. Your wit and charm. My wit and charm. And when are you going to bring those along? Wait. Wait. Oh! <laughs> no, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You don't have any. Yeah. But yeah, fortunately, the jukebox is on random. And what song is played? Oh. Are you serious? You can do this. What song is played? Snooker cues, coordinated dance routine whilst oh, yeah, they're yeah. fighting. We're on, we're, on, we're on snooker cues. Yes, queen, don't stop me now. Oh. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before, before, we, before we go any further, I, I want to give, I, whenever, whenever people say to me, why do you do a mute music and movies podcast? Isn't it all just film scores? Isn't it all just looking into the scores of films and stuff? And I go to them, no, 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 because... It's more than that. It's more than just 
a composer and spending hours and hours a day in 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 in, in obviously very sweaty studios, making sure that they get perfect sound quality so that they can match it to a sequence in a movie. It's also about being creative and imaginative and, and clever and using a pre-existing song to assist in a scene. And rather than explaining that into more details, they'll say, why do you do a music and movies podcast? I'll say, watch the scene in Shaun of the Dead where they're hitting the zombie to don't stop me now and tell me you just don't love that and want to do everything around that. I mean, that is, I would say that one sequence is up there with some of the best music and movie uh, 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 combinations in existence. And it's a concept that Edgar Wright has brought to his other movies as well and i think the best example is baby driver where they over choreograph he's because obviously you know back in this Shaun of the dead scene this is the this is the original so you always have to give it credit for that Mm. but it is it is the cast hitting somebody over the head with snooker cues in time to the music whereas the choreography on display in baby driver is like a dance yeah it's like it's like a it's like a car dance along to specific tracks and it's beautiful to watch bell bottoms it's like it's like you made a whole movie out of the concept of this scene in sean you're right yeah you're right you're right and i love that you're right it but but for so many reasons for so many reasons right the way that it starts the familiarity to the song right you're not you're not you're using a recognizable song everyone watching this if you're watching Shaun of the dead you've heard this song yeah. Like there's 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 no and if or but you are you know what this song is you watch it you have the biggest smile on your face and then he does something else the triple crown as far as I'm concerned he's able to seamlessly finish it which is rare how often can you think about a time where a, a song perfectly finishes in a movie and then you're back into the whole drama of the movie and like I'm thinking about things like Stuck in the Middle with You, right? When that's being played yeah. in, in Reservoir Dogs, the way that that yeah. finishes is that dramatic ending with Mr. White, uh, Mr. Blonde being shot. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and just like think about the best music in movies, right? They've got an out. There's a way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is no exception. You know, the idea that they kind of go, right, rather than getting to the guitar solo and stuff and self-indulgent, let's just, you know, fire this guy into the jukebox, smash yeah, it, yeah. it goes to pieces... And and then you're back into it. You're it's straight back in. It, it's it is masterful. I had the best pizza today. It was great. You did? I did. Oh. I took I took advantage of well, it's nearly over the government's eat out to help out scheme. Mm. Oh, you've changed your Wait. tune because before you were eating in and not helping out. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But I decided I decided to be more <laughs> uh, well, more eating out and helping out is what mm. I decided to be. And mm-hmm. I did, and mm-hmm. me and him went to go and eat a pizza out at wow. a real pizzeria, and it was lovely. And it had a burrata, a burrata in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah, oh, I know oh. the pizzeria. We've had it there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you are just a staple of your community, Alex. You know that. Look at you. Thank you. Like actually helping. Do you know, Alex? A society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in. That is you. Jeez. That is you right there getting That's the burrata pizza. 
Well, do you know what, Alex? Pizza. It had Parma ham as well. Like, oh, Alex, listen to you. You're you're a saint. <laughs> but you do hands. look back and you go, oh, why did we do two movies yeah. a week? That's just yeah. so laborious. There's no it's a need. It is. It's when you look back at the way that you used to do things and you're like, God, why did we used to like? Remember that time we used to wear clothes when we recorded the show? Absolutely. And Absolutely. now we just do it naked. It's nice because we, we do. get nice hat. It's it's excellent. It's, it is you, nice. You look great. You, you do Thank look you. great. Thank you. Where did that scar come from, by the way? Just under the uh... anyway. <laughs> But no, we're recording this on a on a Wednesday because I'm about to take another t- cheeky little holiday, more of a long weekend. You never go- bloody work. Where are you off to? How dare you? Where I'm you going, off to? <laughs> going 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 back up to Scotland to see the fam who I have not seen since the start. Well, since before lockdown. Well, I mean, I suppose since January, I've not ever been up there. Never since them. Never since seen ever. them ever. <laughs> ever i got cast in fact, out i've seen your parents before you have you, you did you did recently. no you were good i asked you to check in on them just to make sure they were still sane and, still they and they hadn't eaten each other yet but they <laughs> was, do you know what's so funny i was about to i was before you jumped in there i was about to go they hadn't eaten each other oh great it's we're on the same la- same wavelength some some have suggested we should start a podcast together <laughs> when does when does a podcast become a cult when does a podcast become a cult this is what you've been asking yourself you've got the many you've got the many factors that make up a cult you've got a charismatic and driven leader check right that's that's you oh right i was gonna say that's That's not me that's not me i'm neither charismatic nor a leader i'm i'm an asshole follower Whereas no, you're the charismatic you're, leader. You're, you're the grunt. A, you do all the we editing. Need, <laughs> we, need a, we need a one single religion. Check. Right. 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 That's shit what we've seen on the tube. Oh, right. Uh, I thought that we, was the Blues Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's the mission from God. But we need a one single source. Ah, I, uh, see, we, I see, I see, I see. And we also need an out. We also need an out in case, like, in things get too real. and th- In which case, we have to finish this podcast in the afterlife. And I guess what that would be is... Uh, I think we just do a running, a running naked lap of Hyde Park. I guess. Yeah, that's, I suppose that's the, so. That's the end of things, isn't it? Oh, uh, I mean, how you far go would you? I how, go anti-clockwise. Oh my god! How far would you get through that where the embarrassment where like wears off and you're just faced with the fact that the circumference of Hyde Park is a really long distance and you're gonna yeah. get knackered. Well, when you say that it to say to, off, to, to say nothing of how cut up your feet are going to get. Well, I was going to say that's why I was telling you again. So that's the question, right? When you're picturing me running naked, I know you do it often. Picture me now. When you're picturing it, have I got shoes on or have I got bare feet? Bare feet. Have I? Yeah. Ah, I think it was the '80s that prompted naked runs with yeah. trainers. And then we've moved away from that. We're a bit more El Naturel these days. Well, the yeah, but ask, ask me if I'm wearing ask me if I'm wearing trainers or not. I've never seen you wear a pair of trainers. You're in Brogues. You're in. I'm in Brogues. I'm in Brogues. Oxford's not Brogues, mate. Oxford's not Brogues. You're clipping along, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> clipping. I. Uh... Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh no, absolutely no. I was just saying <laughs> in this fantasy where I've imagined both of us naked, um, <laughs> running in, r- running, no, <laughs> running in separate directions, r- yeah. running in separate directions around Hyde Park. My my imagining is that we both meet at kensington palace and just stand uh, stand outside there and jump upside down so I, oh we just you know, as we pass we prince just prince william's home as as we pass we high five absolutely but i'm but, not going to tell you what we high five with no oh dear lord <laughs> now but in in this fantasy that 
uh, you've cre- you've created for me. I'm actually wearing trainers and you're not. So that's the cult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the make it make it that way. You will. It's 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 fun, isn't it? It's one of these things where we do it. Join us if you want. Leave if you don't care. Even even if it's the two of us in the tent still telling ghost stories and we don't have an audience, we'll still sit in that tent and tell those ghost stories to each other. Yeah. Although it, it has problem. to be said, the audience is growing, which I'm very happy about. We've had a huge rise, yeah, rise in uh, rise in numbers actually recently, which has been nice to see. And I think it's and and we've had this debate, ladies and gentlemen. Is it give, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down right now whilst you're listening to the podcast? Okay, because we'll see what you do with your thumbs. Yep. So have your thumb ready. Thumbs up if it's for the DCEU. Oh, interesting. Look at that. Interesting. No, no, I know, I know. Okay, well, hang on. Here you go. Thumbs up if it's for the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, interesting. Mm. Even more interesting. Mm, interesting. Well, I tell tell you what. Now that we know that information, that we've seen all of your thumbs, because we we saw that, we saw what you did, um, and we we've see, we saw what else you did with your thumb the other week, which you know. Goodness, didn't think it would fit up there, but uh, I meant into the mango. Yeah, um, we we uh, yeah okay nice. Well, we'll we'll keep doing whatever one of those things that you thought is the good thing to keep doing. Absolutely. Another way that I thought we'd be starting is we're in the same room. We are. This, this is, is this we've is not done this in a while, yeah. have we? No, we've not done this in a while. Not. Oh, I mean, at this point, the vast, vast, vast majority uh-huh. of our catalog now. I do like calling. Yes, and I like it when you say vast three times into the microphone because I've got a slight delay in my echo, so it's like you said it six times. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Treats all around. No, the vast majority of our catalogue is us being in separate locations doing it over the internet. Mm, we're kind of like the Argos of and I the wanna, And I kind of want to pat ourselves on the back uh, for We can for do that because we're this close to we each can, other. We can, we can. Yeah, yeah, oh, you dribbled something down your top. What's oh. that? Oh, it's probably it's probably coffee. Oh, it's probably, it's probably coffee. why is it there? It's under his armpit, ladies and gentlemen. How does he drink his coffee? How do you drink your coffee? Or right it in. It right might have been splashback from when I washed my hands. Oh, or when you went for a little. Or, wee I, wee. Went, or I went for a pee. Or a wee dribble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I'd say, I want to pat ourselves in the back for. We've done that. Bit. Our well, yeah, but for the for the quality for the quality one. of the <laughs> recordings. Because do you know what happens in the music as soon as he finishes saying the word justice? Does it play the American National Anthem? <laughs> no, no, but in my opinion, it's just as bad as that. It uh. goes... And I go, you fuckers. Yeah, they do that. They do the John Williams. They do the John Williams. Because where is the consist? Where is the coherence? There's none. There's where is the consistency? It's and bullshit. I remember when Man of Steel came out, and you that's know, an own goal. Right. That's an own goal. You're it is an own goal. It's you- such a fail. It's such a fail because you know when Man of Steel came out, everything out of Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan actually said this as well, and Hans Zimmer was very very clear saying this. He said. At no point in any of the score will be the remote hint of the John Williams stuff because mm. that's not our Superman. They said that out the gate. Mm. Mm. They said that out of the gate. Yep. And that was the biggest thing that they could have said because there's not been a successful Superman movie since Christopher Reeve, since Superman. Actually, technically, the Brandon Routh 
Superman and Superman Returns is actually the same Superman mm-hmm. as Christopher Reeve, so it's basically the same universe. Yeah, so they were like, yeah. right. So that's been done. We're not doing that anymore, and we're not even going to, you know, for for the fans, like even hint at the super at the Superman theme because it's not the same Superman. It's not Boy Scout Superman. It's big buff Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful that they decided to flip flop on that yeah. and try and completely change his character. Not when Superman was really the main character in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. And you know, they brought him. You know, they killed him and brought him back to life, and then just made him the Boy Scout, but for no reason, mm. and didn't justify it in any way. And it's the worst point. And I would say the exact same thing. For Batman. Well, it's good that you brought him on to Batman because it's... Danny Elfman did something different for Batman, which, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. did you recognize some of the Batman motifs? Yes, I did, because it's from bloody Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking And it's exactly this. the same thing. It's and mental. It, the same argument applies. LED lamp, is it a film? Lava. I don't a lava know. lamp. A lava lamp, perchance. Remember those? Remember lava lamps? I do remember lava lamps. Because I think they, I think they were big in, was it the 70s and 80s? And then they kind of made a small resurgence when we were younger. Yeah. I never we wanted one. We were interested. I never wanted no. one. I had a few mates who had one. Did you have one? Yeah. My, my brother and I were like, used to dare each other to crack it open and drink the fluid. You, you did <laughs> never didn't Neither you? did. You, that's well, why was, you are like you are now. Well, we did have three brothers, and uh, me and Chris <laughs> dared him, the third one, to do it, and now we've got two. <laughs> we, yeah. Drank a lava lamp. That's dark. <laughs> it was, yeah. But, no, well, it was dark, because he turned the lamp off, so oh, it was dark. Oh, he did it. <laughs> but you've got an incredibly dynamic... So after Hercules Mulligan's explosive oh, rap yes. about he's this he's a spy inside then you guys kick in you know that's when you should really hear the string the string section is this one of the biggest plays for the band yes oh absolutely you're, you're in terms of like volume and just this is oddly enough this is cool i'm glad you mentioned that callum because um when we had our um seating rehearsal like our first rehearsal that we had with the singers and the musicians together alex lackamore always does this thing where he wants to introduce the band to the singers you know who have been yeah, they had yeah, already yeah. been working together on their own for about a month and we had just come in you know a week before um and so he wants to introduce the the singers or introduce the band to the singers so he'll take mm. this dance break and he'll be like okay this yorktown dance break let's have let's hear what the drums are doing let's hear what the bass is doing oh, let's wow. hear what the, and then at the very end he'll be like and let's just hear what the strings are doing you know he saves mm. the string breakout for this at for the last and it's just so much energy and so, so much fun to play, like night after night. It's it's probably my favorite bit in this whole yeah. musical to play, just because it's so much fun. Um, and it's just so much energy and it's just so much drive. And it's just like, you're the center of attention, finally. Yeah, like you really are. You've yeah. been waiting for. We, um, I guess just to conclude the rugby chat, I hope you don't mind. I've got the Ireland-France game up, which is arguably the final six nations because it usually i mean ultimately one of the two if ireland win this they've won the whole thing are you telling uh, me no i'm not that interested are, in what we're doing right now are you, one te- eye on the are you telling me callum <laughs> that right now while trying to record 
a high quality piece of content for the internet and our listeners. Alex, Alex, can you, you stop are, talking? Alex, you Alex, are stop simultaneously. There's a scrum. There's a scrum. There's a scrum. Just wait. Just wait. Hang on. Just. I think you've answered my question. I think you've answered my question. Callum is watching the rugby, watching the rugby on his phone while recording a podcast. That's how much he cares about you, our lovely audience. So my little story just before we get into it is it was from last year when I was doing my uh, my MSc at UCL in London and there was a we there was a little room we always used to work in there's probably about 12 of us we were we were doing this um MSc and we were we were working really hard on it and um we would we would probably spend unhealthy lengths of time in that room because we all kind of learned from each other and working together yeah. and there was some kids there was one kid who Look, I'll be honest, he kind of got under everyone's skin um, because he was the, the classic kid of he would waltz in maybe a, a couple of hours before the exam or a couple of hours before the essay, ask everyone questions, and then just write down hit their answers and then submit it as his own. You know, so it was it was it was just a he was just a yeah, really, really got under my skin. And he kind of gave nothing back like he did none of the research. We as a little group were always researching these problems and then and then pushing them forward and, and you know, and then writing our own sort of reports on it. Um, and this guy really frustrated me. But the kicker came when he did this one thing, and it must have been about a day before one of our exams, right? And we were all in there working, studying, you know, practicing, practicing um, for, for this engineering exam. And this kid came in. I won't say his I'm going to say his name's Tom, for lack of a better word. His name's not Tom. Uh, so Tom walked in, and he sat down, and he kind of asked everyone the typical questions. Like, hey, Tom, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and then he sat down, and then it was kind of deadly silence again, and we were working. And after about 10 minutes, he started whistling. And he whistled. Um, and we were all like, and it was, it, it's just background, because we're all, it's so familiar. We all know the do-do-do-do-do. And, and then he just fucking left. And then after he left, the guy next to me started whistling it. Yeah. And then the one down the end started whistling to it. And it would genuinely, we had to host an intervention where we all stood up and went, right, we need to stop. We need to stop. It's but it such was an earworm, isn't it? It, it, was, it is the biggest earworm. And I'll never forget it. Because the, the next day when we had our exam, guess what was going through my head? Like, I could genuinely, like, if you could whistle, that's what was going through everyone's mind. This is the biggest nostalgic, chill... Yeah. goosebumps just warm fuzzy feeling in the oh whole movie God. 100% it's, so we get the the jeeps rock up to the plains this open area of herbivores and we are introduced to the brachiosaurus and the slow strings just start in you know the low register strings do yeah. do 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 and it builds and builds and builds and then you get the, re and it's the word I want to use is the release because you, you see they're, they're watching the, the, the brachiosaurus feeding and obviously they're, they're looking out across the herd and they do, you've got a T-Rex, we clocked it at 30 miles an hour. And, and then you get the, the build of the strings. And it's just, it's palpable. You get to that point and it goes, oh my God. Do you know what it is? Because obviously this is one of the most famous, you know, musical themes in movie history. Like it just is of all time. It's right, it's right, right up there. And I think it's romantic. Oh. And 
I think the melody is romantic in a very, very personal way. And it really reflects what the characters on screen are feeling at that moment in that they almost lose scientific objectivity or anything and they just revert back to small children yes yes being uh having yeah being amazed and in wonder of dinosaurs that used to walk the earth the earth and they'll you know they'll have the they'll have the fig the figurines they'll have on on their windowsill it's just because dinosaurs was just one of those things and it just really captures the imagination and i think and i think if you were to write a musical theme that really encapsulated that idea it would be this one because it'd be so it'd be so easy to just write action stuff yeah for this but he didn't now i would if i saw this movie in the cinema again and i need to do it I've, i've still not had a chance to see this movie in a rerun in the cinema, I know I would cry at this sequence. Oh, I yeah. know it would just well up. It would be overwhelming. <laughs> just on the summer nights, so the phrase, there's one problematic line in there. Do you know what the problematic line in that song is that Ooh. gets picked up? I think there it's was when... I think there were I think I, I think I noticed a couple, but I'm blanking at the moment. Okay, so there was a there was a cup there was there was there's one and a half problematic lines. And the reason there's a half problematic line is it was changed from the musical. Um, and I'll tell you what the original is, um, and I'll, I probably won't say the final word in it. It's a, a bit of a rude word, I guess, in context. Oh, but God, really? The, oh the fir- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the first problematic line is, did she put up a fight? So Kaneki just throws that oh, yeah. line in there, and you're kind of like, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there, there, there is even a part, I think like College Humor did a, a parody on this of like, whoa, Kaneki, like, and he and, and then they kind of go a bit further. He goes, did she pull a flick knife? Did she, did she, did she try and run for help? Did she try and scream? And all this sort of stuff. Oh my and it's God. like, they, they make a parody. The other one is when Rizzo, so Rizzo says, because he sounds like a drag while she's reclined on the bench. Yeah. In the original musical, she doesn't use the word drag. She sounds another word that sounds like drag or rhymes with drag and it begins with an F. And it's like, oh God. Really? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh my like, days. And you're just like, wow, you could not get away with that right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm also surprised they had the um they had the foresight to actually change that. Because I I also wouldn't have been surprised, you no. know, with the if they timing of this movie is if they actually yeah. kept that in. I don't understand this scene after watching the the the, the Christmas after where they go, here, you can have rope and here you can have flame retardant s- suits and you can, you can, here's all this stuff so that you don't die. But they gave him nothing. Like, all he did was go, hey, as if someone, sh- as if Santa has never been shouted at by someone yeah. else. You think well, someone exactly. how easy went, How easy it was for the previous Santa to get discovered, whereas a child just yeah. woke up in a bed. You know, flash forward to a bit later when Scott Calvin's going down the chimney and he's interacting with dogs. He's waking up uh, little yeah. girls on yeah. sofas. Like, you know, yeah, people yeah. are very aware that Santa's around. At one point, you hear a shotgun being cocked. At one point, when he's in someone's house, you go, who's down there? Yeah. You go, I'm sure, I'm sure you hear. But it's like, but it's mental. And also, it begs the question, right? So, I, I, I just don't, this is what I'm talking about. It's a curse, mate. It's a voodoo curse. Nobody wants it because, right, if Santa only comes out one day a year, that means that every Santa's first day on the job is Christmas, like yeah. that night. 
So you're flung straight into the action. There's no... So this guy before obviously has has either... And that's the thing. Is this guy always being Santa? Was he just Santa for last year? And he was terrible at it. And what's even more crazy, as I was thinking about this, was, as you write, the mum and the, the her new husband, they lament at how they didn't get what they wanted from Santa. And I don't think they're bad people. They're not on the no. bad list. So this Santa, not only is he not good at his job, he's not good at staying on a roof. He's, he, he has no other ways of making sure that, hey, when I'm on a roof, maybe I should expect for someone to shout at me. And then I, I just don't understand. I don't understand, yeah. mate. Like, it's, it's, it's totally flawed from start to finish. It is a finish. weird one. It is a weird one. And it's not something I've ever cared to question uh, previous. And whilst and, I'm on and, it. And I am questioning it now. Like, but it is fun. And whilst I'm on the other... Oh, no, mate, don't. I don't I am, I'm like, yeah. oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, let's watch comic fart. Exactly. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. What a year, just to recap. Yeah. Like, we, were, we were... So, um, Maddie and I were sat having dinner last night. We, um, and we were just... <laughs> We were, we were like we go we were like what what do we do and let, let's go through it a month at a time and think of all the things that we did we we're like cool we can think of some stuff from january we can think of a few things from february and then we got to like march we were like um but there, yeah. was, there was lockdown obviously and we're like obviously yeah. lockdown yeah yeah and then we were like cool july was fun wasn't there yeah. wasn't there some hot weather i mean it was it was bad like it was a real memory blank yeah yeah, for me, because we actually did this as well, for me, it was March, mm. and then I moved flat on the 1st of July. Yeah. Everything yeah. in that time period, because there's a few weeks there. Mm. <laughs> there's yeah, a few there's weeks a there. Few, there's a fair, there's few, a fair yeah. few weeks there. And everything between that and that, mm. bit of a haze, not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. Been a good year for podcasting, though, hasn't it? Though it has. We been managed, a, to, been we managed fun... to make uh, fifty episodes of this there nonsense. There you go. Exactly. Someone came up to me the other day, and they were like, "How are you two able to meet up in the same room for all your podcasts?" Oh, and I said, "We'll, we'll never tell. We'll never tell." <laughs> and I leaned back and I went, oh, 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 "I chuckled, much like Father Christmas." And I said, "Come, come hither. Come, not too close." Not and let me tell you the story. <laughs> and then I told them the story the night before going through the motions. Ah, uh, I which see. Which is a, a famous, I see. famous podcast that we tell. Sure Words of mouth seems to be the best way going Make forward. sure that when you're walking down the street or you're listening to us on your commute, uh, you grab a human, just any other human, shake yeah. them by the shoulders, pin them against the wall, and just scream going through the motions in their head. As I, I guess, just keep screaming that at their face as much as you can. Until, I mean, I've, I've had great success. Until the, yeah, until the police come, you're sort of under arrest. But then you've done your... You know, that, that's the best way that we found to sort of get this out there and, and, and sort of... Yeah, gra again, grab someone's phone. Yeah, stick it on. <laughs> anyway, you said you had something. <laughs> you, yeah, you said you, you said um, you had something something nice that somebody wrote. Oh no, I didn't. What do they have to do next, mate? They've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Give us a listen. Give yeah. us a rating. That's a bit aggressive, all right. Uh, yeah, coming up with a paint can. Absolutely. Maybe. Give us a listen. Give us a yeah. rating, preferably five stars, if you don't yeah. mind. You can also give us a review. Or you can write to us and tell us what your favorite movie or movie soundtrack is. You can mm. find us on Spotify and lots of other places where you like to listen to your podcasts. If you want to get in touch directly via email, 
We have an address for that, don't we? We do. Motionspod at gmail.com. We've had some lovely emails coming in and some lovely reviews. I've got one from Craig Sewell. Craig Sewell. This says, a lovely show. Really enjoy the fun facts and really enjoy the music and movie angle. Keep going, guys. So I think that's really nice. Some nice, some nice. Thanks very much for that, Craig. Also, um, we will be looking to come back to you in the new year. We're probably going to take a week off as well after that. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll be there, and we're going to be hitting the ground running with the next movie that I have decided we're going to do. I think our first 2021 movie. Ooh. Now, I've not even talked to you about this, Alex, but I've decided this is what we're going to be doing. So, join us for the first episode of Going Through the Motions 2021 when we will be reviewing Disney Pixar's newest release, Soul. Oh, beautiful. Good job. Thunderous applause. Thunderous <laughs> applause. Happy Love it. That happy like that so that will be it kicking off the new year with a brand new film anyway thank you very very much for listening we have thoroughly enjoyed um you guys tuning in to listen to us each week you know th- this this show um i guess not to get too mushy about this um this this year's been pretty shit um we've not had a good year uh it, it it's been it's been crap for everyone it's been crap for the the music industry it's been crap for the entertainment industry um but for a lot, and I, I guess speaking for both of us here, th- this has very much kept us sane. It's been um, a wonderful passion it's, project. It's, it's been, it's been the, the we could not be more happy that people listen in, that enjoy, that engage with the show, that give us their thoughts and their feedback. Um, and it's and it's made two grumpy old, well, not old, sort of twenty odd squat Scots very very happy. It's brought us a lot of brought us a lot of joy. Absolutely, long so, may it continue. <laughs> Well, there you have it. That is the best of, or some maybe maybe the worst of in some cases. Possible. Um, there was who's a, there was say? a lot of who's to say who's to say it's not like we just recorded this moments after the intro. No, and, no, definitely <laughs> and you, not. And definitely you have not. no idea. You have no idea what what they've just listened to, Alex. Do you? No, not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> You've got a lot of trust in me that I haven't just edited in all of your all of Alex's worst bits. No, what I, I know what you've actually done is that yeah. you've taken out all the whoopsie moments that we've edited oh, yeah. out over the episodes. Whatever. The whoopsie moments, the whoops- what, like when you when you fall with a custard cream pie and it hits you in the face, uh, well, like a ca- well, carry-on those, paper. Those, absolutely, but also just, you know, just letting those farts rip, you know? Oh, you know that's I mean? it, yeah. Following through, you know what it is, yeah. you know what it's like. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> I think on that, I think on that, um, from all of us at Going Through the Motions, we wish you a very happy new year. We do indeed. And all the- and all the best for 2021. Absolutely. All right, guys. Ta-ta.